Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 498 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. This is recorded live on Sunday, September 11th, 2022, over at www.geeks.live. I am Chris. You all know me. I introduce the show most weeks, not every week, because sometimes I'm not here. And I am happy to say that I am joined yet again this week by the usual band of misfits. We'll start first with my good friend, Mr. Anthony Bachman. We're getting inside out too, which means the return of anger. I I never saw the first black as anger. (laughs) It's one of the greatest movies ever. So if we want to talk about like inside out emotions, we're also joined by what would, what would this man's inside out emotion be personified? Mr. Willie D. Nelson. Calm, cool and collected, baby. Calm, cool and collected would be what your inside out name would be. That's like three different things, isn't it? Uh, actually, yeah. if we're talking about Inside Out, my name would be Eve Six. He gets it. He gets it. So have that album. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> wow. Got to find faith in nothing, baby. Uh, let's let's all date ourselves here. Well done. Willie in a blender. Hey, 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 hey. If you don't know good 90s songs, that's just on you, man. Look, I can't say anything. I was listening to the Rolling Stones before we started the show this morning, which is well before my time, but still holds up. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I was listening to two days Listen ago. Years active, ninety-five to two thousand four. They're not even a band anymore. <laughs> I mean, oh well. I, mean, I don't know. Wow. But still, that song is still good song. It's a good song. It is. But is it, it any sympathy for the devil? I know. I told. Yeah, I just searched for that song. Was listening. Oh, I was driving down. I was like, yeah, you mean yeah, the MJF theme song? The devil's back, man. The devil is back. The devil's back. There's no way that's his theme song. It was well, it was once. I don't know if they'll let him be using it again because it was so unofficially. expensive. No, yeah, they used it on the pay per view. He yeah, came out to sympathy the for the devil. Yeah, Rolling Stones have like uh, from last time I looked, they have the highest cost uh, uh, royalty thing for like the use of their song of any of the songs. I forget which one was like the most one because I remember when Conan did that whole skit. He just said, "Yeah, we just got the." The, the most expensive royalty so, song we could find. One, one thing to consider is that uh, when it comes to theme music, because we're referencing, for those that aren't aware, MJF is a professional wrestler in all elite wrestling, is that one Tony Khan, who owns the company, he's kind of willing to pay big money because out of his active wrestlers, uh, one yeah. of the characters is named Jungle Boy, comes out to Tarzan Boy as his theme song, which is probably not cheap to have the rights to. No. I don't know what Tarzan Boy is. That's what, the one where they go, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh. You know the song. Yeah, yeah. you know you the song. I know the title, but yeah. you know the song. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I fucking love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. And yeah. currently, Orange Cassidy comes out to Jane by Jefferson Starship, which is also not cheap. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. That's uh, Tarzan Boy. Let me put it on Spotify right quick. Let's go to my playlist. It's by Baltimore for those that are unaware. I always didn't know that. Tarzan. I mean, and, and CM Punk has always had the rights to cult of personality because the band likes him, but really? Yeah. CM Punk comes out to cult of personality. Yeah. And he just, just cause the band likes him. Well, the, the song worked for him and the band likes him. And pretty much my understanding is it said, uh, no other wrestler will get to use this. Cause anyone has to get our permission to do it and license it. So yeah. when he was coming back, it was being kept quiet 
there had been some feelers that were sent out to the band that was, hey, we have a wrestler coming back that wants to use this song. And they basically told him to F off at first until they reached out to CM Punk. It was like, hey, someone's asking to use this song. And he goes, yeah, it was it was me. <laughs> Effectively. Wait, they just randomly reached out to CM Punk for they reason? They know Punk and they like the fact that he's yeah. used their music before. So they reached out to him to say, hey, someone was trying to come out to your song, to our song that you use. And he, and he was like, yeah, it's me. <laughs> well, I can't think of the the band's name. Is it Fishbone? What the hell? What? Cult's Personality? That's um, yeah. uh, Color of... Living Color. Living Color. Living yeah. Color. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember was Color it... was in there. It was like, click, 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 click. Yeah, because, so, like, I mean, he's a huge, like, like he loves punk music. Like, he's literally a punk from Chicago. That's why he's CM Punk. So, yeah, the, he, I think he spent a lot of time hanging out with that band. So, uh... There's been some controversy I want to address in the Uh-oh. room. Uh-oh. Willie, we're going to let you address that controversy right now. Thank you. Uh, so uh, earlier in the week, I was playing Jackbox with some friends through the PlayStation. Uh, where we're all, well, you know, we're all in a party chat, and I'm just streaming it out for everybody, and we're playing along. Um, there was an accusation thrown around my, towards me, and uh, I, I found it very unfoundedly. And was quite angry and responsive to it. I was accused of cheating in trivia. Whoa. Oh, yes. And if you know anything, my pride level of being good at trivia is... And uh, I did not take kindly to that. Oh, they just said, oh, you're over there Googling it. I'm like, I can't... I mean, it's just all in my head. I just know useless trivia knowledge. My brain is Google. No, no, useless trivia. I'm not talking about good trivia. Uh, yeah, no. Because, yeah, trivia. it'd be hard to be Google, but I am DB. I am ADB. This is CFD. That's ABDB, and that's WNDB. Wait, what'd you call me? WNDB. What's the DB being? Database. Yeah. Well, well I mean, D's like also D. my middle initial, too. You gonna throw that in there? WDNDB. Oh, I like it. I feel like a radio station. That sounds now. like a tongue twister, though. I mean, it feels it like does. a tongue twister. That's why you no, saw me pause D-N-D-B. there for a second. Well, you could start your own radio station on the power and of the welcome internet. welcome back to the smooth jazz sounds of WNDB. I am fucked up there. So what kind of music are you going to play on WDNDB? Oh, I said we're going to be listening to all the smooth jazz out there for you cool cats. Well, Willie's going to be on the air for like three days. Mm-hmm. Up until I say something very unfoundedly. <laughs> when you talk to the side of the mic, you come in very faintly. Oh my God, though. No, okay, I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> Let me <clears throat> switch back to my normal voice. Willie, for, for, for reference sake, the front end of the mic is what captures the voice. So if you no, talk like that. The softness was the key. The softness was the key, Chris. The no, key. You need to just. Now, welcome to NPR. This is all things nerdy, part of the NPR station, sponsored by member stations like yours. If you'd like Chris. to be a part of this, go to npr.org slash audible donation, and you can be that. And always forget to read books. Or always remember, excuse me, to read books. <laughs> I'm not used to working on NPR yet, so I have to I have to practice this a bit more. We'll now return things to our regularly scheduled programming of have all things good listened? and nerdy with Willie D. Nelson. Have you ever listened to All Fantasy Everything? When they do the NPR voice, they do it talking about uh, putting lotion on your body. Mm. And they just make it as creepy as humanly possible. 
it's freaking hilarious because Sean Jordan does it really well. It's like, oh, you're gonna put all that lotion on your body, and it they just do it to be as creepy as possible, and they know that it drives their uh, sound producer insane because she's having to listen to it with headphones on. <laughs> It is some of the grossest stuff I've ever heard. They even at some at one point I think Sean Jordan even talked about eating the lotion. It's like they'll just put it on your body, you actually eat the lotion. It's so gross. And they do it all in the NPR voice. So I'm gonna call Chris out here right here, right now. Be war- I'm gonna warn you all about this man. This man that's down there. I'm warning you. <laughs> when he talks when he tells you to read books, when he tells you to read books. He's talking about the cannibals uh, cookbook. Actually, Willie, when I tell you to read books, it's a reference to my shirt that read says read books. banned books on it. I love that shirt. Where'd <laughs> you get that shirt? Uh, it was on Woot as one of their Days, Day of the Deal t-shirts. I kind of like, be I mean, fair. I, Some I love of this shirt. should be I banned. Mean, this shirt is one of the best shirts in the world, but yeah. I mean, I, I got a better a read shirt. Band book shirt. For, for those unaware. Shirt. This is my band shirt right here. Plain white tees, baby. That's the Brian Danielson special is what you're wearing. No, it's the band. No, it's a band shirt. Plain white tees. <laughs> mm. What song did the plain white tees? For those unaware, Bachman Delilah? was wearing a CM Punk yeah, t-shirt yeah. just for reference. Hey yeah, there, Delilah, that. you're so fucking far away. I'm just going to divorce you. I, I will say this, though, before we move into the news. I wore this uh, Read Band Books shirt to go to the grocery store this morning and had two different people comment that they liked my t-shirt. So that was kind of a nice, nice. feeling. Really? Yeah. My Macho Man shirt gets compliments all the time when I'm walking out with it. Nice. It's all the time. Like, hey, I like shirt. Where is this happening? Because everyone loves the Macho Man. Except Paul Hogan. Oh, yeah. He's the cream of the crop. Read banned, book to, read banned books, everyone. Those are the good ones. Um, But some books should be banned. No, no books should be banned. No books should be banned because you can always learn from it. Willie, yeah. you're about to reference the Anarchist Cookbook, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> you can learn stuff in there. You probably you know don't, shouldn't know the I, things in there. I was going in a bad way, so let's just retract it in my own head. Mm-hmm. Look, so... No. How do I put this best? There's a reason people in power want to ban certain books, which means you should be interested in reading them to see the message that's in them. Whether you yeah. believe in that message that's shared in there or not, that's fine. But you should be able to read to see what it is and then make your own analysis of what's said. And especially in today's world where they like to ban books because they're uncomfortable with the subject matter. That's bullshit. No, no. Here, I'm going to stop you right now. Okay. I don't need to read... Little 14-year-old Kevin's fanfic of big-titty goth girls. That's there not, is no message that's needed. Oh, he wrote it. It's Is it published? Now is we're being gatekeeping of what's considered a book. All right. Yeah. All right. Can you go to a All bookstore right. and buy it? Can I go to Books A Million and read little Kevin's fanfic about big-titty goths? By picking it up off the shelf there? That is the definition no, of a stop. book. Can you go to a bookstore and buy it? If it's a banned book, no. You, What are you talking about? <laughs> no, you can get it at the bookstore. You can't get it at your library. You can't get it at your school. Banned books you can't either. So what's your point? Let's be honest. You if someone named their the book right that, that, you might have an argument for why you wouldn't be able to put it out on the shelves. You might have to put it behind like <laughs> or you the black labels or something. Number one seller. Who doesn't want a big titty goth? Is this going to turn into the tale of Scrody McBooger balls if we're not careful? What the hell is I mean, that? It's from South Park. How'd you know what's in uh, my underwear? Apparently, I need to watch a lot of South Park. It's when they make the grossest book ever made. It's called The Tale of yeah. Scrody McBooger Balls. Doesn't make people throw up? Yeah, makes people throw up. 
Yeah, I remember that. It was a long time ago. And then ago. they blame Butters Brody. for it, and Butters becomes famous. Well, oh, yeah, they blame Butters, and he gets mm. famous, and like, ah, oh, fuck him. And then he has to write a sequel because he gets so famous, and he calls it The Poop That Took a Pee, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I remember Or The that Pee now. That Took a Poop, I can't remember. It doesn't wow. matter. Wow. Do you think that that that, see, that, ba- that book should definitely be banned? <laughs> Look, no, all I'm it, saying... It shouldn't. And no one should read it. All I'm saying is, Read books out there. They're there for you to learn a lesson to learn from and then determine whether that's a lesson you want to carry through life. Not necessarily everything you read is something you're going to agree with. And that's fine. But you can learn other people's viewpoint. You can learn why person X is just effing insane if that's what they think. It was something that Stephen King did it in one of his like, um, what do they call the speech they give at uh, colleges? Commencement? Commencement. Yeah, they did. I think it was a commencement speech Stephen King did at one point. And he was talking about like, you know, books that he read growing up and, you know, books that you should read, books you shouldn't read, whatever. And his main takeaway was like, if someone bans a book, go out immediately and read it because if there's something they don't want you to read, that's exactly what you should be reading. I mean, let's be honest, in today's world, the stuff that's getting banned isn't being banned because the message is is improper or something like that. It's getting banned because certain people are uncomfortable with the type of content that it is. God forbid mm-hmm. I read a book that has gay people as the main characters. In it. That's why some stuff's getting banned. That's an asinine, ridiculous thing to ban a book for that. Cause it goes against our heteronormative uh, society and other $10 words. I'm, I'm, I don't know where I was going with that. It's bullshit. Good try Willie. So Good like, try. if your school district decides to ban a book, and you're a kid listening to this show, go read that book then, because there's a reason you should read it. And there's mm-hmm. a reason they're banning it. And it's not because it's for the good of the children. It's because of some political motivated reason, probably. Read yeah, banned so books. Some handful of parents don't want their kid to read it instead of actually being responsible parents and taking care of their children. They want to take the option away from every kid in the school district to read a book. Yeah, if a book's banned, it's the first book you should be reading. Freaking 1984, the... The Hulu show one, band, is it? With all the, it was at one point. I think in some yeah. school, yeah, because it probably was banned in the year 1984. Because you know, you you only you only have one big name for the year, and if it's 1984, it's the year the book. Who cares? So who did the book? Just for comparison, some books that have been banned widely: To Kill a Mockingbird, Catcher in the Rye, Of Mice and Men, The Bluest Eye, Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, Brave New World. There's no reason any of those should be banned. Nope. <laughs> what, really? Is Willie hurting himself? What is going on now? Because I know why Huckleberry Finn's banned. Oh, uh, yes. yeah, same reason they banned Tom Sawyer. <laughs> it's not that they just called that. No, that's part of his name. Like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Mark Twain using the lexicon <gasps> of the era. Like, why? What? I, I get it. I I, mean, I get it because I don't know what the fuck time period he lived in. This is Mark Twain. I know the name. When did he fucking die? I don't know. Ages ago. I mean, so for instance, I also, I also went over to... He died in 1910. He was born in 1835. Before we move off this topic, I went over to ALA.org. That's the American Library Association. Just to pull the top 100 most banned books from 2010 to 2019. Please explain to me why the number two thing on that list is Captain Underpants, which is a children's book written for kids. But didn't they make a movie out of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah There's cartoons of it. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. If you just Google banned books, like top banned and challenged books, the first four that pop up are Fahrenheit 451, which is about burning books. Yeah. 
Mouse by Art Spiegelman, which is the Holocaust told through the points of view of cats and mice, and it won the, uh, what is it, the Pulitzer what? for literature. Yeah. No, it, no, Cats in Underpants <laughs> challenged for offensive language, violence, and being unsuited to age group. Yeah, it's meant for like 10-year-olds. Like, it's perfectly in line with them. Yeah, the, the list of books that are banned, they're what? banned because of people's specific beliefs and things they don't want other people oh. to know about. There's so much. So, the decision to ban the Captain Underpants spinoff, spinoff, so it's not even the main thing, comes after a rise in anti Asian hate crimes in the United States. What? What is going on? They also We're reference on here things like The Hunger Games was a banned book series. Widely banned. Let's see. Well, yeah, you can't have an uprising. The series no Bone by Jeff Smith, also banned. Bone? Yeah, which may have oh. also won a Pulitzer. I know it won a whole bunch of Eisners. Oh, that one with the little characters. The, the... Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, is that a yeah. comic book? It's yeah, a graphic novel. Yeah, comic yeah, that's what I thought. Book. I never read it. It always looked interesting. It just never went out. It's it's just it insane to me. The Goosebumps series is a bit, is widely banned now. I remember when I was in school, getting the Goosebumps books in the school library to read them. Yeah, and Frank Diary of a Young Girl. Widely banned book that's on their list. That There's no oh. reason that book should ever be banned. That book should be part of middle school uh, social studies courses. Yeah. The one I was trying to think of was Margaret Atwood, The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Which, of now, course, yeah, a dystopian future where women are basically treated as slaves. I wonder why certain people would want that book banned. Now, we should clarify. All three of us on this show are white dudes in our late 30s, early 40s with no children that we know of. So we're maybe not the best authorities for what books should and shouldn't be banned in a library. But we grew up in an era where you look at some of these things that are banned now and be like, no, I read that in school. We talked about that in school. Like, I remember reading Huck Finn or Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn and stuff like that in middle school. We didn't read the whole book, I think, in some cases. We were just reading excerpts of it. But it was more of being familiar with great American pieces of fiction and stuff like yeah, that. No, I think I remember – I'm trying to be positive – Positive here. I think it was fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade, and I think our teacher handed us Huck Finn and was like, "Hey, there's a word in this book we don't use anymore. It's in the book. Don't worry about it." And you know, that's part of why you should do that stuff is you can discuss. Yeah. Okay, this is a product of its time. Why don't we say this word in today's society? Yeah. Hmm. And then someone well, can make. Well, my parents say, it. "Oh, oh." And I love the fact Animal Farm is on the banned list. Yeah. All animals are equal. Some animals are just more equal than others. Maya Angelou's I Know Why the Caged Bird Sings. Read that in middle school. That should not be on the banned book list. It's just absolutely insane to yeah. me, some of the stuff. Saga by Brian K. Vaughn. Widely banned. Okay. Well, well I'm against people with TVs for heads, so I'm all right with that. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> I can see that one just instantly, because right out the start, it starts with a graphic depiction of a childbirth. Okay, I guess that's fair. That is graphic. But it's also, I mean, reality. Well, it's between a girl with wings and a guy with horns. And Semi-reality. So, I was going to say, I mean, it's not realistic, but also it is probably the most realistic depiction of childbirth I've ever seen in a comic book, which I found when I started reading it, I found startling that that was where the story started. I was like, oh, hey, where are they? Okay. Never seen a, you know, a story kick off like this. Where are we going? And then you end up finding out like this whole book is the story of that child's life. 
See, like, I, it's I, amazing. I guess the for art. me, it comes down to don't ban these things. If you're concerned about children not understanding the message or something like that, either make something that goes with the book when they check it out. It's like a little one page or a two page. Like, hey, here's the significance of this. And here's some things that you might have questions about or something like that. And help people to educate and learn why this might be considered risque by some people. Here's the problem with the people that want to ban books. More education and more information is never their answer for how to solve the problems. Because that's how you lose power. Exactly. Like, I read A Brave New World by Aldous Huxley in high school. That was part of my AP English courses, was reading that book. Ooh, I had AP classes. You know what's on this list? Where the Sidewalk Ends by Shel Silverstein. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, it's one of the greatest kids' book ever. Now, see, Grapes of Wrath is on here, and I'll agree with that just because it's boring. But I still don't think it should be banned. I don't think any kid should be forced to read it because it's 600 pages of <laughs> But I don't think it should be banned. If you want to read Steinbeck, if you want to read the boringest story about the Dust Bowl ever, go right ahead. Yeah, the list of this, oh, yeah, the books that are on this list, like this is your to read list. Like there are so many amazing authors on here, so many. <laughs> The Lord of the Rings is on here. A Color Purple is on here. I mean, and here's the thing. kidding oh. me? If these you are start, the books that made America what it is. If you start reading one of these books that's on this list and you either don't care for it or you're uncomfortable with it, you can stop. You don't yeah. have to keep reading it if you don't care for it or if something in there makes you feel bad or unknowing what it means or something like that. Go look up more about it. Determine if you still want to look at it. You don't have to read it. It's not like they're saying, hey, this is part of the curriculum. You have to read these hundred books. I don't know. I'm off my soapbox. Mm-hmm. I apologize. This really well, is like the old George Carlin bit. Radios come with two knobs for a reason. You can turn it up and down or you can change the channel. Not everything's for everybody. But if you don't like something, the answer is not that it needs to not exist so no one can ever have it. That's never the answer. Look, if you're curious about what some of these books are that we're talking about, stuff like that, Go open up our show notes. It's attached to the MP3 file or the video, or just go to a, excuse me, bit.ly slash ATGN498. There's a link to this list from the American Library Association of like the top 100 most challenged slash banned books that's there. And you can go take a look for yourself. This this topic here, and I'll apologize to people, is probably the closest we'll ever really get to being political on this show because banning books, regardless of whether you're right, left, down the middle, libertarian, whatever your political views are, banning books is dumb. Willie's trying to do that math right now in his head. No, 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 no. I'm part of the BPBB. (laughs) Who's with me? BB, BPBB. Ban people banning books. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some cancel culture right back at you, assholes. Yeah. Don't cancel the book. Cancel the people trying to cancel the book. The only difference is mine comes with my foot going in your ass. (laughs) Look, so I, I can understand... If your views don't align with ours when it comes to banning books, sorry. That's our opinion. You don't have to agree with our opinion. That's the nice thing here. Yeah. Go read some smut. Who cares? If you're one of our four listeners and you don't agree with our opinion, stop listening. I mean, more of what you hear it comes that little down to, Timmy, go, go create an <laughs> uprising. More of what I hope it comes down to is the people that are listening to us, whether they agree with our viewpoints or not, or have a mindset they can listen to or talk to people that have differing viewpoints without taking it as a point of offense. 
If you don't agree with our stance on banned books, that's fine. Let us know. Mention it on the Facebook or the Twitter or something like that. Say you don't agree, and here's why. Let's have a conversation. Don't just be like, F those guys. They're canceled forever because I don't agree with their stance on banning books. That's not the right way to, as a society, learn and grow from things. Yeah, people used to be able to have a discourse. There was three topics that you didn't talk about in public because it was considered uncouth and would lead to arguments. But everything else, people used to be able to have a discourse about. And now that list of three topics is about 100 topics long, where if you bring up almost anything, people are like, no, I'm never talking to you again because you mentioned this thing or that thing or talked about that or expressed an opinion on this, that, or the other. I have plenty of friends that I don't agree with on everything, but it's more of if we don't agree, we have a conversation. And while no opinions may change, it's not like I'm like, F them, they're cut out of my life forever. Most of those are just people waiting to tell their side, not really caring what the other side is, though. They just want to say things to say things. Just that read is a lot books. of conversation. That's yeah. why I try to just stop. read banned books. It'll no always cares. make you reading banned books will make you a better all around person. I guarantee it. And if you can't get them, yeah, in your the school? grapes of wrath. Bachman telling you to read the grapes of wrath. You heard it right mm-hmm. here. It's banned. He's telling you to read it. Do it uh. now. And real quick before we transition off this, I think it's the library in the Bronx. Anyone can apply to get an online library card now, whether you live in the Bronx or whether you live in North Carolina, like Willie. Because they have an online library that has a bunch of these books that may be banned where you live locally. So now you can just get an e-copy of it from their lending system. I think it's brilliant. Nice. That is fantastic. Uh, kind of like um, uh, whoever actually runs Sesame Street, their answer to like 200 episodes being pulled from HBO Max because they weren't making enough money was that we're going to put it out on YouTube because we're not going to let kids not have Sesame Street. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so... Yeah, the idea that you have the library in the Bronx is like, yeah, you want to read a book? Come apply online. We'll get you an online library card. That's amazing. And yeah, also remember, wherever you live, I mean, no matter where you live, somewhere nearby is a library. And if you have access to a library, you have access to the internet, which means you have access to online books, audio books. You can rent movies. Like, libraries are amazing places. I know the ones we have here in town, there's a guy whose only job it is is to go to our local comic book store and buy graphic novels for the local libraries. I want his job so bad because his job is awesome. But he stacks up all the libraries here in the Treasure Valley with two sections at every library. There is one section for adults that's over by the adult fantasy stuff where they put up a whole section of graphic novels where you can go get Saga or 100 Bullets or Hellboy. Or, you know, all crazy stuff that's, you know, aimed more towards the adult reader. Well, at the other end, in the children's section, they put in all of, like, the Justice League, the Teen Titans, you know, the the Spider-Man comics. You know, they they have it divided up to where you can go get graphic novels and read them for free. Which, yeah, you know, I have a couple hundred graphic novels. They're not cheap. And when you start reading in bulk and going through a series that has ten editions, like uh, Scout or a hundred bullets. It costs a lot of money to read that many books, but if you got a local library, a lot of times you can read all of them for free. Well, and no, it's not free. You're already paying for it because you're paying taxes. So go use a resource that you already pay for as a tax paying American, your local library. Everybody should have a library card. Even if you ain't using it monthly, everybody should have a library card. Yeah, Don't disagree. So that way I can quit using this cup. I'm a hey, hey, I'm a card carrying for the NRA, the National Readers Association, baby. That's yep. an organization Willie is everyone well should like. Read. I guess the NRA joke fell flat. <laughs> Sad day. I keep hoping That's the NRA goes bankrupt. 
Oh, the National Readers Association? No, no, the other wish. one. Oh. Yeah, fuck you, Charles. Charles Hell. Charleston the, Heston. The, the, the tiny dick. Charlton Heston. He's dead, dead for ages, man. The tiny oh, dick AR-15 crowd. He's been dead league. for like a decade plus, Willie. Yeah, this has been out for a while. The only thing I remember about him is the Man Show did a joke about not a joke about him. They had Charlton Heston's dick give just complaining about shit, and it was just like him talking about cars. Like, if do you remember the rule: one car length for every ten miles you're going. <laughs> it was just a fucking puppet of Charlton Heston's penis. Just yeah, he died in two thousand eight, fourteen years ago. It's been it's been a while. I do timely jokes here. Don't you know that shit? The yeah. most timely jokes real, real, ever. Real timely, like as we're getting closer and closer to the future. And oh, wait, there's actually something you can buy on Amazon now called Soylent Green. <laughs> it's people. Soylent Green is people. The fact that they're actually selling that and calling it Soylent Green is just ridiculous. I think it's just called Soylent. Whatever. Yeah. It's still Yeah, painful. it's marketing. Make it it's still cooler, crisper. The green only reminded <laughs> people of that puke green that was in the 70s that no one liked. Mm. That's fair. Yeah, Hospital so. walls. Well, now that we've kind of gone on this random diversion for 30 <laughs> minutes and probably alienated a bunch of people. Oh, well. Let's, yes! Let's move yeah, on in burning thing. to the news of the week. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet. It's the news of the week. Welcome to the News of the Week. It's that part of the show where we run down was in our minds some of the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have popped up here in the last week or so and share with you guys who are watching live on the internet. Before we get to that, though, just a little public service advisory from something I just saw on Twitter. Uh, please be careful, those of you guys on Google. Note to self, don't type BBC Queen into Google when trying to find out if a member of the royal family died. You might not like the results. Actually, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to do it right now. Willie, do it right now. I'm doing it right now. Let's, do it see, right. What, let's see what I get. Actually, it'll probably be okay. ABC results. Queen. Yeah, I'm sure that's why I'm doing this because I don't think it's going to show me what you think it's going to show me. Nope. Queen Elizabeth, Queen Elizabeth, Willie, Queen Elizabeth. You ruined Queen the meme I saw on the internet that made me chuckle. <laughs> You're the you meme like ruiner. Ruined yeah, your meme's wrong because I'm not seeing any big black cock here. <laughs> Willie, meme ruiner Nelson in the house God damn right. That's what the D stands for. Meme ruiner. <laughs> the D is silent. <laughs> no, the D is very loud. <laughs> My D whistles Dixie. I was about to make a joke oh, and I'm no. going to stop myself. Yeah, that's oh, nope. No. Not making that joke. So there was an event this weekend called D23. It's Disney's version of Comic-Con basically for internal stuff. We're going to get to that at the end of the show because that's going to take a lot of focus. Willie and I are going to take some shorter news stories, start with those first. Bachman's going to close things out, talking about some D23 stuff, and we'll sprinkle in some more news we saw from the event. Right. I'm, Chris, things, I'm going to end Chris, things by bringing the D. 23. I, I, I just ventured where no one else goes. Page three of Google. Whoa. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that Dick? No, Do you no, have safe search no, on or off? High heel shoe. <laughs> oh, it's always off, man. You think I'm going to have safe search on? Willie doesn't believe that's in fair. safe search. Wait, oh wait, here's something that's not about the Queen Team BBC Queen of Spades sticker. It looks like a uh, just a spade, like a spade, which says Team BBC. I'm sure that's what they mean. So there you go. That's one. Willie, yeah, I've been you paid- just Willie just know that Bachman's part of Team BCC. That's true. Yeah. You're not going to know the right. reference. 
Nope. Is it a wrestling reference? It's a wrestling reference. I do. I want I want the forged in combat hoodie. He it's the Blackpool Combat Club. Yep. Lord William Regal. I hit people very hard in very safe places. Man, the best thing ever is uh, William Regal flirting with Excalibur every week. It pops me every time. Mad in a mask. <laughs> I love it because he also never calls it by his name. I think he's, I'm thinking about heard him say Excalibur like once. His, whenever he sits down, he's like, hello, Taz, Mad in a mask. Mad oh, in the so mask Excalibur and then flirts with isn't, him. is yeah. a person. That's correct. Yes. Okay. It's a is a ex luchador wrestler that's always worn a mask throughout his career as a wrestler and continued wearing a mask as a commentator and so he's actually a masked commentator, which is kind of hilarious that he wears his gimmick while still just commentating on wrestling. I mean, why that's funny? We're trying I mean, to find that's the why, exact quote. Well, but... one of the reasons I like Excalibur, yeah, he is he's he's a funny guy and he's really knowledgeable. He's one of those dudes that he's also doesn't he name like half the finishing moves in AEW. Like, he helps them come up with names for... I'm not exactly sure, but he also knows all the things that people don't know regionally here for yeah. names. He's so, one Willie... of those guys that, like, has watched every type of wrestling in every region. Like, he knows every wrestler, every move, everybody that's ever fought anybody. Like, he's got an encyclopedic knowledge of wrestling. As an example, this is from this last week on AEW Dynamite, when... William Regal escorted, it was either John Moxley or Brian Danielson to the ring. He went to go work on commentary. And I'm not going to try and do a British accent because I won't be able to do it. But this is his quote as soon as he put his headset on after he said hello to the other folks. He goes, man with a mask, you lovely little buttercup. I'd like to pick up your petals and rub them all over me. And they said, we are live. And he responded with, I'm an eccentric Englishman. I can, I can get away with it. It's brilliant. Nice. It is. Get, get away with what? There was nothing wrong he said. Just my rub it on his pedals. Yeah. Well, yeah it's all speaking nice of polite. joyful things this week, I don't know if it'll show up on camera. Did y'all see this photo? This oh, is yeah. from D23. For those that aren't aware, please describe yeah. the photo for the audio listeners. Yeah, I can't we see have, what it is through that. It's a much more adult, short round, hugging uh, Miss, uh, Dr. Jones. 35 so the, or 38 years later? Yeah, 35, 38 years later after the Temple of Dune. Yeah, they were at D twenty three. As yeah, the kid that uh, yeah, Jonathan uh, sure Jonathan Kikwan. Kikwan, I think is his name. I, I probably butchered it. I apologize for bad pronunciation, everyone. Yeah, well, it's him hugging Harrison Ford, and so yeah, the kid from Temple of Doom, right? Was yeah, the yep. way it's Doctor Jones looking for the potatoes. I thought it was the kid from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Well, it's <laughs> no, the he's adult. the adult. In I know. That. Yeah, I know. I was yeah. making a joke. And then uh, he's going to be in one of the things that's announced at D23, which we'll get to at the end of the show. Let's get into the news real quick, though. Let's talk about Cyberpunk 2077, a game that we've ripped on off and on, a game that I've actually played through a couple times, and I really enjoy it. It's a much better experience after some of the quality of life upgrades they've done. I keep watching you play through it. Do you mean you beat it a couple times? Yes. What does that look for? You don't finish games, Chris. What the fuck is this bullshit? Are you lying to me? You don't finish games. Yeah, you're not wrong. That's me. No, in RPG, I'm the one that played Ghost of Tsushima for four years during the two years that yeah, Willie, you actually finished Uncharted. Willie, hold on, though. hold on. A story-based RPG game; those I get through because those are my favorite kind of game. You don't beat games, Chris. I beat Stop Spider-Man lying to also. Me. Why are you Apparently. lying? You did. You, there's no way you beat Spider-Man. <laughs> no way, Miles yeah. Morales. I haven't played Miles Morales. Oh, oh you're just man. racist. I see how it is. <laughs> No, wow. I just it hadn't picked it up right. yet. Uh, okay, Chris. 
Okay. I will, I will tell you. If, I'm just kidding. Did, did you tear up at the end of The Amazing Spider-Man, Chris? I haven't yes. Spider- I haven't played Miles Morales yet. I'm kind of waiting. Miles will get you, too. Yeah. Those, those, those Insomniac, oh, those bastards. They're good writers. Because the end of Miles is harsh, too, man. You get to end that game. No like, spoilers. Really? Y'all try to make me cry again? Damn. All right. Oh, they're just, so, yeah, they're just good. Both yeah, of those Chris, games are just so, so good. I want to apologize because I haven't beat Miles Morales. I'm just waiting <laughs> on the next gen to play it because oh, I, so want, I'm I want to save it for that. I want I'm to the save only one it. that's not a racist is what Will I want to save it to be better <laughs> than what I got. Let's go yeah, and talk. I can't wait to replace it, replay it on PS5 because it All is right. an amazing game. Let's talk about Cyberpunk 2077. For those who aren't wow. aware, the game first came out in December 2020, so we're close to a, a year and nine months away from it being initially released. They've done, I think they're up to patch version 1.6, which plays a part in what I'm about to get to, so remind me, I'll come back to it if I forget. But they did finally announce the first DLC. They also announced after the fact, it's the only DLC coming to Cyberpunk 2077 after there was the whole thought of, oh, Ooh. it's going to be a living game. We're going to have a ton of DLC. No, we're only getting one set of DLC. We're going to do one. The expansion <laughs> is called Phantom Liberty. It will be coming in 2023. I don't think they got any more specific than that. It is deemed to be, quote, a spy thriller expansion, end quote, for Cyberpunk 2077, set in a new district in Night City. The first trailer did not offer a ton of detail, but it did show that Keanu Reeves did return as Johnny Silverhand to voice a whole bunch of new content for the DLC. So Keanu is back as Johnny Silverhand, which I'm good with. And in fact, he confirmed that on the live stream later. They did announce Phantom City will be available for Google Stadia, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, and the Xbox Series lines of consoles. Note what I said there. Remember, this game came out... Series lines of consoles? This game came out in the previous generation with a free next-gen upgrade to the series consoles and PS5. So it came out on Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series, Google Stadia, and PC. They are not going to be dropping the DLC for the previous gen consoles. Meaning, if you don't have an Xbox One X or an Xbox Series X or a PlayStation 5 and you want to play the free DLC, you need to get it for PS5 or buy a PS5 to be able to do it. They did also announce that this game's latest patch, which they're calling the Edge Runners Update, which ties into a series I guess they have coming to Netflix, an anime series, is the final mm. update for previous generation consoles. There will be no more updates to Cyberpunk 2077 on the previous gen console. So glad I did not buy this game when it came out. Want to get the extra twist in here? The extra twist of the knife that some people got stabbed with? Oh, oh. When this game came out in December 2020, there was a custom Xbox Series, excuse me, Xbox One X that you could buy. That was Which one's that one? Previous I don't generation. It's previous That's generation. PS4. Yes. It, it's PS4 Pro, basically, if you have to equate yeah. it. That came out that was themed after Cyberpunk 2077 that came with a digital copy of the game and was quoted to be coming with all DLC included as part of that purchase. Meaning if I bought that console, I basically got the season pass Mm. for Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, wait. People that bought that console in December 2020, now they can't play the DLC that's coming out because it's not coming to their console. So I guess Microsoft is issuing them some kind of monetary refund, not of the whole console, say, obviously. Otherwise, that's false advertising. Correct. So there is a partial refund going out to people that have bought that console because they're unable to play said game. 
I, I mean, the real problem here is that Cyberpunk should not have come out on the previous generation. Right, and you're correct. That's what I was yeah. going to get to. Like, if you go and look at the Digital Foundry breakdowns of how the game runs on previous generation consoles, you can tell that when they made this game, PC was obviously the original target, and then the consoles, if they made it work, was their bonus. It wasn't developed for consoles, then ported to PCs the way it seemed. Because the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4 did not do very well in the original release of Cyberpunk 2077. They've made it work better with a lot of the patches and Digital Foundry's done video updates with each patch as far as I recall. But it was the PS5 and the Xbox Series devices where you got the best console experience. And arguably the best experience for Cyberpunk 2077 was on Google Stadia, is what people have reported. That was mm. the best experience with Cyberpunk 2077. It ran. Shut your whore mouth. Whoever optimized it for Google Stadia did a fantastic job by all accounts, and that was the best place to play the game. Wait, 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 wait. I, I might be misunderstanding what Google Stadia is. That's there's nothing on Stadia. It's just it's on a server, right? Correct. It's streaming. Correct. Yeah. So how is it optimized for something that just streams it? It's like optimized to be streamed to your screen. It's optimized for the hardware that Google Stadia runs on in those data centers. Yeah. And so these big mega million dollar machines. Oh, yeah, it works on those. Yeah. Good. So Good. I'm glad it works on those. So, Willie, I, I don't know what their architecture is, but for comparison, yeah, where we have the uh, game streaming capability that's part of Microsoft's Game Pass stuff. When it first launched, it was basically a bunch of Xbox One S's in data centers that you basically, when you fired up a game and said, I want to play, say, Cyberpunk, if that was available there, it basically spun up one of those Xboxes and then streamed that to you. They then upgraded what is in the data centers and replaced it all with basically equivalent hardware to the Xbox Series X, for instance. So effectively, if I had to simplify what we look at for Stadia is it's got a high-end gaming PC that you're playing on in Google's cloud that then streams to you. Very high end. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably very high end. And then if it's optimized, knowing that it's streaming, they're buffering a bunch of the content so that you're hopefully not getting the errors that people were having on their local PCs while playing Cyberpunk. So, I mean, yeah. A lot of Cyberpunk's issues see how that when, it was, be done well. when it was originally shown off was the power that it required to do stuff was insane. In the data center, you don't have as many problems of I've got square shaped console here that I have to keep air cooled so that it doesn't overheat and basically melt down. You've got yeah. server cracks that are cooled through smarter, more efficient manners and stuff like that. So that's why I wanted to bring this story up is, Hey, we're getting the first DLC. I'm cautiously optimistic about playing it when it drops sometime in 2023. And it ties into a, a series on Netflix, which I didn't even know about until I saw it now, which I guess is kind of cool. I'll probably watch some of that, but I'm kind of, are bummed. you? Yeah. Why not? I'm also kind of bummed at the same time, though, that if I had not upgraded to a new console, the game was promised with a bunch of DLC that'd be coming to it that now I can't play because they moved be the bar pissed. on me after yeah. game release. Eh, I'm, I'm kind of mad about I mean, I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm already mad about just Anthem not being as good as it said it was going to be, but they never said that they were going to follow up with anything more. So at least they didn't further disappoint. Bachman, the problem was the Anthem was never going to be good. You are misinformed. That first trailer, though. If hey, I, I'm, I'm waiting for, what is it, First Ascendant. It's either going to be the next Anthem or it's not. 
and it looks so good. I'll say this. If I'm having a crappy day, I will occasionally fire up Anthem just to fly around for 10 minutes because it's relaxing. It is. It's like the best. It is the best Iron Man like fly around simulator jumping into a mech suit ever. For no, those man, that are forever, fun. then why am I on like a little? I have to land, then I get to go. No, let me just fucking fly. Well, you just Jeez. need to get smart about flying through waterfalls and stuff. Yeah. The doy. Got to fly low over lakes, then you can fly forever. Oh, we know you people like to fly, and so we're going to limit that a whole shit ton. So, well, really, the mechanic's a bit also... overpowered if you can yeah. fly forever the way that game works. Plus, that mechanic was taken in and out of what, the game, I think, fun? four times in the research I did. Yeah, they removed flight from the game four times and then didn't determine whether or not it was going to be in it till eight months from the release. I'm sorry, people. You know, you can't have fun. No, I'm looking forward to first Senate, though, because it's free to play. So I won't spend $120 just to get it for me and Tana and then find out that it sucks. It's fair. But it does. It looks like the birth child of freaking Destiny, Outriders, and Anthem all rolled into one. It's got grappling hook movements, it's got the crazy looking guns, and it's got like the the javelin suits. So it's a mix of like elemental superpowers, weird travel abilities, crazy ass like destiny level guns, and then like anthem suits. So oh, maybe somebody got sick of all these games falling flat and decided to mix them all together and make a good game. If that's what you think is gonna happen, I'm gonna I'm let hoping, you I'm man. not gonna burst your bubble, buddy. You I got I gotta that. keep up hope. I'll you keep hoping for that next that. game. Don't like come that. Crawling that's back gonna to work. this guy though. It's done, Bachman. We're through. I ain't gonna come crawling back to you none. I don't even like playing Jackbox. Why would I come crawling back to you? Dead by daylight. Yeah, I'm pretty much done with that shit. <laughs> no, you're gonna play it. We'll play next week. <laughs> I don't, yeah, you fucking, all, all you people that say that shit. Yeah, it's just, I still have fun with the game. Like, yeah, there's campers and there's tunnelers, but fuck it. I still have fun with it. I don't, I don't, I don't see it as like, I have, I have to survive to win. I just have fun, man. If I have a good chase with a killer, just one good chase. I still win because I had a great goddamn time. That's fair. Y'all yeah. mentalities are what's wrong. You're the toxic shit. Now, your bar is too low. Oh no! Ignorance is bliss. Oh, I'm the worst. Meet Mister Happy. <laughs> All right. That being said, we went a little longer on my news than I intended. I apologize. We do have oh, one more bit of gaming news. Mister Willie Nelson wants to talk to us about. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I like how he has to get himself hyped up to talk about Assassin's Creed. Listen, I last thought he had to wake up. I've only played one Assassin's Creed to full. Fulfillment to to the end, to and that would be Assassin's Creed Origins. And uh, I did play a, the I did play three a little bit. I never played enough. I wouldn't even say I played a quarter of it. But uh, yeah, uh, so I, I might not be the most qualified to say this, but Assassin's Creed Mirage is a new title that was announced, and apparently it's going to be rated A O for adults only. Oh my, which hmm. is curiously weird and the only for the only reason i can see that it says that is because there's one little bit of the game it doesn't say simulated it says actual gambling which is that is what you're an assassin creed game why do you i can't the article said nothing more about it other than that's what the esrb said so i think that's all the information they have but Dude, what, 
Well, how are you going to have actual gambling in an Assassin's Creed game is what I I am trying to wrap my fucking head around, and it's just not doing it. I mean, remember, for comparison, there was Diablo 3 when it launched that had the real money auction house, which was mm-hmm. problematic in its own front. So, so I guess gambling. Yeah, why I bring that up is when we get to this Assassin's Creed game, we don't know yet. Does it mean that I can basically pay a microtransaction to get say 5,000 in-game credits I can use to gamble with to try and buy more stuff. Is that what they're looking at doing with it? Or is it you collect gold off people you kill in the game and you can gamble that gold to try and buy more stuff in-game to better equip your character? If it's that second option, I don't necessarily think that's so bad because it's not a money trap. You're not putting any money that you have spent as a person into that game to gamble with. You're basically taking in-game currency that can't be used for anything in the outside world and gambling to buy more stuff in-game. I'm fine with that. I don't care. But if I'm taking the $5 I have, converting it to in-game currency and gambling, then that's problematic. Well, see, and I, yeah, I think I think the one you just said is the only one where they would have to say that it's gambling in the game because if you're just using in-game currency and there's no way it can affect the outside world, I don't know if they have to put the gambling restriction on it. Look, you can get away with that shit in the United States because yeah, our regulatory our regulatory yeah. stuff is a lot more lax. But in the EU and stuff like that, there's a lot of these freemium games like you can't play in some EU countries because of the way they have restricted them due to yeah. how they exploit how people pay for things and stuff like that. I was like, isn't Overwatch like the only one that gets past all of it because they have absolutely no bearing on the game? What's in the? I'm not sure. They're uh, they're what what is it called when you open up the boxes in Overwatch? Loot boxes. Loot boxes, yeah. Like their loot boxes have no bearing on the game whatsoever. It's sprays, it's cosmetics. It's always been, always has been. It doesn't change what your character's abilities are, no matter what. And they're also and very so... easy to get. Yeah, and so, yeah, I think that was one of the ones where, like, they, they've never had a problem with that one because Blizzard made it very explicit. Like, there's nothing you can get. I mean, technically, you can change the color of your character, which can make it slightly harder to see you in some maps, but not really. It's not like Call of Duty. You're not wearing camouflage, hiding in a bush. You're not in a ghillie suit. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, there's there's no that there's no level of camouflage like that in Overwatch, no matter what skin you're wearing. And so I think that's one of the ones where they've never had a problem with the the gambling system technically of loot boxes because it can't really affect the in-game play where almost every other game where you have like you know you're spending money on loot boxes and then it's what was it one of the soccer ones like it was unlocking characters oh FIFA. and so literally yeah and the fifa and so it's like oh if you have enough money you can just buy the best team in the game it's like and the madden also, ultimate team shit they do in football here they did stuff yeah similar exactly there. And so, yeah, those those become problematic because then it's like, OK, well, whoever has the most money can just have the best team in this game and then they can win easier or, you know, win automatically sometimes, depending on the level of skill of the competitors. But, yeah, it's it's kind of janky depending on the loot boxes, which games are and aren't basically, you know, pay to win. Hey, Bachman, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to blow a hole in your whole shit right here. So let's keep on with Activision Blizzard, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, Overwatch. Let's go over to uh, Diablo Immortal. How'd that go all happen out there? No, I never played it. There's some countries where you can't get it, I think, because of how their yeah. loot box mechanism works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. So, yeah, shit. like, Overwatch was the one they did right to where they're like, hey, this is not. I mean, you know, the same thing with, like, what was it? Uh, Apex is the same way. Um, DBD is the same way. There's nothing you can buy with cosmetics 
it can make you slightly harder to see, but like it doesn't change game mechanics. And so, so anything that doesn't change game mechanics. I'm going to prove you wrong. My Go new Dwight skin has paddles so we can paddle the fuck away from this bullshit. <laughs> he has a backpack and there's like a paddle thing. And if those paddles actually worked. Yeah. If those paddles actually worked. Yeah. If you could actually paddle away from the bullshit that is behavior. Oh my God. I wasn't yeah. meaning that, you piece of shit. Ah, see? That's what you From get. your toxic mentality. Yeah, I'm toxic because I get hit three steps after I leave a window ledge. Yeah, I'm toxic. Yeah, it happens to me too. You don't hear me bitching about it 20 days later. Yeah, well. My bitching about it is going to get less and less because I'm going back on my Kevin Smith thing and talking about stuff that I enjoy. And so I just won't be talking about oh, Dead by Daylight. I thought it meant he was going to be playing the game less. <laughs> that too. Uh-huh. Well, we've, heard, we've heard that one before. I mean, I'm technically playing I've played, like, just, I've played three stuff. matches this week. With Jana when she was on a break, like that's it. I'm just I busting your. By myself I'm just all. messing with you. Um, we yeah. have in the chat room, first time chat viewer. I see we have uh, Phoebe's, uh, Phoebe, Fabus. I'm probably saying it wrong. I apologize. P h o e b s one two three five. Elder Scrolls Online has gambling with the crown crates. They're banned in some countries with strict gambling laws. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, probably can't play that in the EU because yeah, all those ones where the yeah the gambling mechanic, whatever the loot crate mechanic is, the loot box, whatever it is, if it actually alters in-game play, then a lot of those companies countries consider it gambling because it's like oh you can pay money and alter how you play the game. That's you know, and however you get around, it's basically you know pay to win. So and I have found as I have come to realize that I have sadly turned into a casual gamer because I just don't have as much time as I used to and was playing all the time. The games with those kind of mechanics in it, I tend to avoid. And yeah. one would think that if you were a casual gamer, you might be more interested in that because in theory, you could pay to speed things up and make it a little easier to get through the process. But there's just a part of me that looks at that and goes, nah, nah, man, I, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to have to pay more within the game to actually have the full game experience. I'm done with MMOs. I'm just 100% done with them. That's fair. I Never get it. again. You know, actually, it's I want too much grinding. I can't do it. I want to go play the Old Republic one because there's a ton of content on there. And I actually want to play Star Trek Online because there's boatloads mm -hmm. of old content in there. They've brought back like voice actors from the Star Wars series to voice, next to me, Star Trek series to voice their characters and stuff like that. And it is a free to play, semi freemium model. But, you know, I look at that and go, there's almost a decade worth of content there. I would kind of be okay with that, which I know kind of flips this whole thing on its head, with starting out playing for free and then potentially paying a bit here and there to get some cool stuff. Because they've built such a rich world, paying something into that doesn't necessarily seem as bad to me. I don't know. Mm. I, I tried the, problem, the Chris. Maybe. I tried the old Republic one, the free version of it, the way that they lock down your control bars with how many like buttons you can have on your character is awful. Yeah. It makes it what? hard to play. Yeah. They limit the amount of macros you can use. Mm -hmm. They, they limit, limit the macros. Many, they limit the amount of they abilities you can put on bars. Yeah. Who did this? Uh, who did uh, old Republic? Knights of? No, yeah. no, it's just no. the old Republic. Know, it's Bioware, isn't it? Yeah. Bioware. Yeah. Yeah, the free version of bio, it. I, bio bitches. Yeah, I was pay, I had the paid version when it first came out. Me and my buddy Mai were playing the hell out of that game, and I you know, I made some characters that were really fun to play. I had a crazy Sith Jedi. I had a crazy bounty hunter. 
And then, yeah, when they relaunched it later, like, oh, there's a free version now. I tried it. And it's like, oh, you have like four spaces for abilities. It's like, oh, this sucks. Like once you get past level five, it's you basically can't access all of your abilities at the same time. You have to choose like which four That's or five weird. abilities you want to be able to access, which is kind of garbage. I don't think they put any limitation like that into Star Trek Online once they pivoted to free to play. But I'm not 100% sure on that. I've only I've only dabbled in it a couple of times. I never had enough time to invest in it to be like, oh, my God, I'm making progress here. I can actually learn about the cool stuff that's going on here. But Star Trek Online is available mm. on like console and PC, which I thought was kind of cool. So like I was playing it on my Xbox at one point in time. You nice. Why not? I don't know. I'm just being a dickhead. Okay, that's fair. I mean, but legitimately, it was just because it was the easiest way to play. I think they even had it streaming on the NVIDIA NVIDIA's version of the they call there. Yeah, but to bring it back a little bit, like what could an Assassin's Creed have to real gambling with? Like, what is there? What is in it? What did they see that they're not like sharing th- with us? They could be like throwing bones in an alleyway. Apparently, they have a pretty cool uh, dice game in Valhalla that they just that, that yeah. came out last one. The, 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 yeah. the dice game looked pretty Could fun. be the same type of thing. Not- yeah, just a version of that. Or we could find out when the game actually comes out that it was an overreaction for people predicting oh, no. what it was going to be. And it's pretty much the same in-game gambling mechanic we've seen in previous games. It's literally going to be just like the 2K NBA 2K shit, where it's, or the FIFA and all the same shit. You have all the previous assassins you get cards for. You pay real money to get them, though. There's a thought there. Who knows? Your chance of getting the good ones. Yeah, I, I don't mm. know. It could be that, too, I suppose. Oh, looks like I got a foil Ezio. Mm-hmm. I'm selling for 500 G's. I don't know what I'm talking about. We know that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Nope. I think that wraps up our in-depth discussion on gambling in an Assassin's Creed game. We're making a lot of assumptions and guesswork. Super in-depth. Super in-depth from Assassin's Creed super fan Willie D. Nelson. I've played one to completion. Actually, if you want to meet an Assassin's Creed super fan, that would be my father who buys the new one every year and puts 150 to 200 hours into each game. Oh, I thought he you loves just puts it on ones. the shelf and never plays no, it. No, no. <laughs> my dad my dad plays it and like he does all the daily challenges, gets all the collectibles, gets all the DLC. Like he loves those games. They're some of his favorites. Oh yeah, there Holy were moly. daily challenges in Origins. Yeah. I never did. Except for one time I was just walking in the desert and all of a sudden that's a big fucking dog guy. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm in supernatural crazy town. Where the fuck this come from? Supernatural crazy town, huh? Yeah, it was like uh, Anubis was just like coming halfway out the sand as a giant fucking being. You had to fight that. I'm like, none of this game hmm. is like that except for this. What the fuck is going on? Then also the giant crocodile head guy, too. I forget which god that one was. Just had two sections that were fighting the Colossus. Technically, these were like daily things that aren't really part of the story or even side mm. stories. But or there anything. are things it's you just, can do that give you like yeah. extra experience or in-game currency, something like that. It's actually a pretty cool thing to unlock abilities more quickly because you do this daily quest or whatnot and you get experience. Not really, because the level that you need to be to go against them, you already got everything. It, well, I mean, if you start mm. earlier on in the game, it helps you unlock things. Uh, it has like a level cap thing where you have to be a certain otherwise you're just gonna die i thought there was i thought it was on different levels like it like it, it uh, scaled uh, yeah scale that's what i was trying to think. all right just because it's a alligator doesn't mean it's scaly all right shut up <laughs> what was i thinking 
Wait, Chris, are you a secret scaly? Uh, Do you know I'll, what a scaly is? I'll never tell. Do you Chris know what a scaly is? I'll never tell. It's a furry, but with scales. I'll never tell, I said. What part of I'll never tell did you not understand? Chris is a scaly. I'm That's my news of the week, Chris, is a scaly. Which means he has a tail. Right? Not necessarily. That helps with balance, I'm told. Bachman, that's a stereotype. A fucking stereotype. Stop it. All right, let's move on. Let's re- let's move on to the last story, which is kind of round out the show, which is uh, D23 talk. I know Bachman has some specific <laughs> stuff, and then we'll sprinkle the in some stories. other stuff. Because <laughs> yeah, there is, I mean, there was a ton that was announced at D23. So, I mean, yeah, starting with, I mean, there's we got trailers for stuff. We got, I mean, we got updates to Disney parks, to Disney rides, to Disney shows. We got new shows coming to Disney+. Plus. We got Marvel trailers. We got new video games. We got new Star Wars. Um, let's see. What's the first you go see? So, yeah. So Willie said he saw the Secret Invasion trailer, and so did uh, Chris. I know you guys had thoughts about that. I was happy to see Sam Jackson back in the MCU because I mean he's basically been hiding on a space station for like three years now. So what do you guys think about that trailer? Where it looks like we're going to see the first like start of the scroll attack when the one dude grabs the guy and then all the security dudes around him turn into the same dude's face. Yeah. That one Freeman. scene was super yeah. creepy. I'm also very curious why uh, Jim Rhodes in the trailer has a security detail. He must not just Who's be a Jim colonel Rhodes? in the air force anymore. Is he some war machine now? Oh yeah. Rhodey from the iron. Oh, Rhodey, yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's who he was grabbing. No, no, there no. was, a, there was a different scene in there though, where, oh, uh, he asked Fury him, yeah, asks you know him how much security detail, how yeah. much do you and trust your security James detail? Rhodes? So, uh, uh, before you get any further into it, I'm just going to let you know right out the gate that this trailer gets a resounding meh from me. <laughs> That's fair. I, I think meh. I think this trailer, if you don't know much about what the secret invasion was in the comics and things like that, and you don't know exactly what's coming, you go, okay, Nick Fury's back. That dude from Captain Marvel's back and not in alien form for most of it. And he's yeah. meeting with a bunch of people and there's some kind of conspiracy of some kind they're looking into. If you don't know that it's basically a secret alien invasion from reading the comics, secret invasion just kind of has you going, this feels like another spy-like story that Winter Soldier sort of felt like at first glimpse. I mean, that's not a bad Winter Soldier's thing. good for it. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but there's nothing in this trailer that makes you be like, oh my God, I have to see more about this. Now, caveat. They debuted this at D23, which is arguably your Disney and Marvel superfans who are going to have that insight. Whereas, and I don't mean this to sound derogatory, maybe it does. Whereas when you put it on YouTube and your more normal fans start seeing it, they go, oh, it's Nick Fury. Why why do I care about the rest of this other than the fact that it's Nick Fury? Fair enough. It scratched that itch for me because I know what's coming. My wife watched the trailer with me and had a similar reaction to Willie, which was meh. And then when I said, do you know what Secret Invasion is in the comics? And told her about it. She goes, oh, I could see that being more interesting. Yeah, because at this point, yeah, we don't know. For those that are unaware, Secret Invasion was finding out that characters replaced, what, for five years? Was it the oldest one, like Elektra, had been replaced five years previous to when they find out that the scrolls are on Earth? Something like that, I think. There's only one thing that I'm still kind of, what's going on here? And that's straight up from Captain Marvel, too. So scrolls are not good guys? Well, the ones that she was saving were good guys because they were just basically trying to get away from the Kree and not be murdered. And the Kree are kind of like an overpowering 
I mean, the Cree the, the or the, the Romans are trying to take over everything and make everybody live their way. And if you don't like it, they kill you. And then the scrolls that were on Earth were basically refugees. Now, that does not mean that all the shape-shifting scrolls out there in the universe are good people. Because they are shape-shifting scrolls. And so, yeah, there's, you know, there's good and bad in every well, race. We, we met there's good our and bad Cree, there's good and bad scrolls. And we met our good scrolls in Captain Marvel, because that's what Talos was, basically, we find out. And they yeah. flip everything on their head. And that's why Talos, and I can't remember what the other alien's name were, were impersonating Fury and Maria Hill in uh, Spider-Man yeah. Far From Home. Nah, I mean, I trust me, I already knew all that, so I was still just meh. And to be fair, I think we're at a point now where we've kind of gotten to a point in the MCU where not every content is necessarily meant for everyone because there's some people like that don't care for She-Hulk. They watched the first couple and went, eh, I don't know if I really need like a lawyer workplace comedy kind of thing with superheroes. And that's fine. Yeah, then there's other people. That. Then there's other people that took it to misogynistic reasons. Why they yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's not mm. get in that. Then, I, I wasn't words. trying to take us down know, that path, but more just saying we've gotten to a point where maybe not everything in the MCU is as broadly appealing to everyone. Chris, I'm just trying to give my opinion without giving my opinion. <laughs> That's fair. Thank you. That's all right. At least one of us here loves She-Hulk because that show is fun. No, not hell. about the show, about the people. <laughs> I'm oh, almost no. caught up with that it. I've the watched people. the first three episodes now. Get your head uh, on. Uh. Well, Get if we want to talk about the... We, this this might hit on the other misogynistic, crappy people and the other ones that have awful opinions, but they did release the first footage of the new live-action Little Mermaid, which was pretty cool because they got to see... Uh, what's her name? Hall- uh, Halle Bailey as the live-action mermaid, Ariel. And you know it's a very short sequence, a little bit of underwater, but then they show her singing a little bit of Part of Your World song, and man, that little girl can sing. That it's a very short little sequence they released, but it was really well done. And like the actual like swimming mechanics look good too. Did you guys get a chance to check that one out? So I haven't seen the trailer yet. I will say one of the people who I often talk to about movies on Twitter had watched it and said they enjoyed it, but they didn't like how if you've watched the cartoon movies and stuff, like the underworld world is like really bright, colorful and, and things like that. And they felt like the underworld presented here was much darker and dimmer and didn't have like that bright splash of color. So I, what I would turn and ask you then is, did you feel that same way with you when you saw that is, did you feel it felt not as colorful as like how it used to be in the cartoons and stuff with splashes it's definitely and pops not, of color? It's definitely not as colorful, but I could see this like being part of the film where basically they introduce the character and then she shows off her bits and bobbles from okay. the human world. And then maybe the underworld kingdom opens up and is a little bit brighter because okay. we also don't see any other characters. So it Fair. could just be just a, you know, a darker intro because it is, it is definitely a darker uh, sequence, but yeah, I mean uh, on here, the casting list though, is just crazy. We're getting Melissa, M- Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. Javier Bardem is playing overprotective King Triton. Uh, Jonah Howard King is the dancing Prince Eric and David Diggs voicing the musical crab Sebastian and Aquafina as Scuttle. Oh, and uh, Jacob yeah. Tremblay voicing Flounder. Like, uh, I mean, I'll I'll probably watch this just to hear Aquafina do the voice of something because that after Song She like that girl's amazing like she can do anything she's such a fantastic actor but no I'm not a fan of those live action remakes I think they're most of them are kind of pointless I'm like well I've seen this it was a Disney cartoon 20 years ago why do I need to see it in live action and I think some of them really fall flat like Aladdin when you're missing Robin Williams you know Will Smith is trying but you know, like there's only one Robin Williams. It's kind of like when they try to redo Nightmare on Elm Street. It's only one Robert England. Like, you know, 
some casting choices are just hard to follow up on. But like, oh, I think the Little Mermaid one, this one looks like it's going to be cute. I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's not aimed at me. It's not aimed at a 44-year-old guy with no kids. But mm-hmm. it might be worth watching at least once. It's going to have some really good actors in it. And like I said, just that little tiny sequence, that girl hits a high note and it is fantastic how well this little girl seems. Hey, I'm looking at the trailer right now and to your point, Chris, like the color thing, it yeah, it looks a bit on the dark side, but all the colors are super saturated, so they highlight. So I, uh, I don't know. And like I said, I haven't looks, watched it yeah, yet. The look of it. Right. I haven't watched yet, but with someone whose opinion I trust on these things that had mentioned something like that. That's why I wanted to bring it up for your guys' opinions. Yeah, the, the only thing I think is yeah, it's gotta be because you know, because I wanna say when they first it's hard to remember back seeing like Little Mermaid when I was like 18 or something when it first came out. I want to say like when they're first going down into the ocean, it's a little darker until she introduces her little room where she keeps all of her like, you know, the forks and the barrettes bobbles. and all the stuff. Yeah, her little bobbles and knickknacks that she bobs. gets from the human world. Yeah, so I want to say it was kind of darker before that and then it brightens up. And so I, I'm... I'm assuming at this point that it's going with the same thing, but I mean, it did look good. It looked really well rendered. The CGI, you know, of like her swimming around looked really cool. And just a little bit that you see, but, I mean, it, it looks definitely, I mean, it looks interesting. It looks like it's going to be a really fun show or movie, but I mean, you know, it's, it's another one of those ones. It's like, Oh, here's that thing that we did 20 years ago. We're going to redo it. But some of those, eh, like I still haven't seen the beauty and the beast one. I haven't, haven't seen lion King. But I watched Aladdin. I was like, eh, this was okay. It had some fair, good parts. We're not the target audience for that in Disney+. Yeah, Plus. True. Disney Plus is targeting children and families with younger children and stuff like that. Yeah, though I am, I haven't seen, uh, this is the one one of the trailers I actually haven't watched yet, but I am excited to see the new Percy Jackson show because I did read those first two or three books of that series. I really enjoyed the movies and the fact that they're doing a series based on the demigod uh, children of the Greek gods in uh, the Percy Jackson universe. Like those movies were super fun. The books were even better. Like I'm hoping that like this, this show will, you know, pick up or, you know, kind of pick it up on some of the things that were left out of the first, first two movies. Oh, so there's two movies. I was about to ask. Yeah, there's two movies. I think I watched them both. Yeah. They did a second one with uh, the Cyclopses where he finds out he has a half brother. That's a Cyclops because all, if I remember correctly, Poseidon is the father of all the Cyclops. And so any Cyclops is technically related to Percy Jackson because Poseidon's his dad. What? Who Who did Who did he have sex with to make Cyclopses? No, if they go into that. Like, who's the mother of the Cyclops? Like, I'm assuming there's more than one not- because there's Cyclopses. I'm not sure if he actually, if they're offspring or if they're created. As in the gods, like, just, you know, create creatures sometimes. Oh, I guess I, I guess the Greek gods are more powerful than I thought. Well, yeah, because I, I just, I, ridiculously, I just, for the first time ever, watched the Hercules Disney movie because I'd never seen it. It was one Hercules, of the ones that... Hercules, Yeah, it came out when I was in the military, so I was never around anybody with kids that was watching those Disney movies when they came out. So it was one of the ones I missed. And I've seen, you know, almost every Disney movie. So it's like, oh, that's one I need to watch. I've never actually watched it. I'll go watch that. And there's actually the sequence where, you know, I mean, ridiculously, they change the origin to where it's actually Hercules and Hera having a kid. And it's not just Zeus or uh, 
uh, Zeus and Hera having a kid. It's not Zeus going down and just having sex with humans like he always did in the Greek mythos. You mean the time he you know disguised himself as a goat till the husband walked away and he said, "Bah, I'm really Zeus. I'm gonna have sex with you now." <laughs> yeah, but Fucking yeah, they Zeus. had it to where that well, rapist. But, but in the cartoon, Zeus and Hera have a kid. It's Hercules, and then Zeus takes a little bit of the clouds puts it into his hand and shapes it into a horse and then gives it wings and bam, he just created a Pegasus. So where Percy Jackson's dad had sex with a human and had Percy, I think he could have just molded the Cyclopses like out of, you know, clay from the ocean floor or something. Verb really points out in the chat room, Earth and Uranus is the creator of Cyclops. It's in Greek mythology. Ah, see, there you go. Atlantis? Cyclops come from Uranus, Willie. Are we talking about Roman <laughs> gods now? Earth is mother, Uranus no. is father in Greek mythology. Oh my god, Greek. that's yeah. a joke. I, no, I'm just reading what it says in the chat room. Chat room is correcting you, not me. And my balls are your face. What's your point? What? <laughs> but either way, I'm Sorry. looking forward to the new Percy Jackson show. That's going to be. Those were fun. good points. Those were good points. My apologies. <laughs> Let's see. Um, and then, yeah, there was a bunch of Marvel stuff. Uh, we got stuff. Yeah, we got uh, the Thunderbolts team was announced. So everybody's kind of seen that that's been kind of forming up been building with Matt, uh, Madam Hydra, putting people together. They had them all on stage except for uh, the new Black Widow. Florence so we're getting Pugh. a team. What was that, Chris? Florence Pugh was not available. Florence Pugh. Yeah, she wasn't there. Yeah, Yelena Balova. But yeah, so we're going to get Crimson Guard back. Yay, the best part of the Black Widow movie. David Harbour. We're getting the ghost from Ant-Man 2. We're getting um, uh, Wyatt Russell as U.S. agent, the the Mm -hmm. off-brand dollar store Captain America. But he was uh, made as such. Yeah. We're getting uh, the off-brand dollar store version of Taskmaster, which... Uh, what they did with that character. Yikes. They made him like that, and I said, mm, with a th- as yeah. a, a possibly EM. We are getting Bucky, and so we're getting the Winter Soldier in there as well. So with Joey Louis-Dreyfus, freaking David Harbour, Florence Pugh, Wyatt Russell, and then um, uh, Sebastian Stan, like, it's going to be a hell of a cast on that show, so or uh, on that movie. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, because Thunderbolts is one of those ones that's changed along the way, where originally... It was villains hiding as heroes, so we're not going with that concept from the look of it. It looks more like it's going to be Marvel's really going to try to do what the comics are doing now, which is their version of the Suicide Squad. There exactly. it is. I was waiting for that yeah. keyword there, people Suicide that Squad. have committed crimes against the U.S. government or other governments and are going to be sent on missions to where basically, hey, we'll knock some time off your sentence if you go do this, you know, whatever this mission is. If you get caught, hey, we just disavow you and you die. We don't care. And so, yeah, it's it looks like we're basically going to get the Marvel Suicide Squad. So with the casting of it, I'm super excited, especially with David Harbour, as now it looks it looks like Stranger Things is coming to an end with maybe only one more season. If he could actually turn around and pick up a new show and then continue on. Like, imagine if we get, like, a Thunderbolts movie and then we get a series of movies with David Harbour as the Crimson Guard. Because, yeah, he was, like, the best thing in the Black Widow movie. And I like, hate saying that. I David Harbour as it. the Crimson Guard was amazing. The relationship between the girls was stealing. really good. But yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's really good at stealing scenes and him as like a drunken Russian. His relationship Captain with America. the girls are the best part. Yeah. And just David Harbour's just great. But oh yeah, like to see God. him do hopefully a series of these movies, like that would be so cool. But yeah, I was super excited when they saw that. And the, just the announcement of all the you know, these kind of background or 
I mean, not like B level, but like I guess lower tier villains where we've got Taskmaster and Ghost and U.S. Agent, where they've basically been villains in shows or movies, and now they're getting you know options to move forward with those characters and do more work with them. Because like the special effects that they used for Ghost were awesome. The way that that character they made that character look in the world of Ant Man and the Wasp was fantastic, and the actress did a really good job. The actress that they had for Taskmaster did a really good job with that version of the character. She didn't write it; it's not her fault. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with this cast of characters. Because yeah, if we can get anything anywhere near as good, if it's half as good as what James Dunn did with the last Suicide Squad movie, this could be fantastic if it's done right. But also, it could be like the first Suicide Squad movie, so I'm kind of a little worried because I am worried about it. What were you guys' thoughts on Thunderbolts? Bucky was the thing that I didn't expect, but I'm okay with it. And arguably, he'll be in his best headspace. I guess the best way to look at it is if we want to continue the Suicide Squad comparison, Bucky's basically Rick Flag. He's the guy yeah. that is leading the team that's arguably not in there because he anymore. I mean, uh, I mean, don't forget, Bucky did, you know, assassinate people for roughly 70 years. That so, said, he was not in control duress. of himself. Under so. duress. Yeah. Yeah. I, but some people would objection. still blame the gun, not the person. Bring She-Hulk. <laughs> objection. Uh, yeah. She-Hulk could win that case for him. Let's have She-Hulk represent him in court, and then they lose, and that's how he gets put on. That'd be hilarious. Uh, and then, yeah, this was one I was also really excited to see, because, you know, after uh, the fantastic joke that um, Mark Ruffalo had where when he talked about fighting the abomination saying, you know, when I fought him, I was a different person, literally. And now we're getting uh, the information that Tim Blake Nelson will reprise his role from the 2008 Marvel movie, The Incredible Hulk, where we saw him get a little gamma radiated blood tripped onto his head and his oh. head started expanding. He's coming back as the leader. And so we're going to see the first Gamma villain that doesn't get super strength, or the first Gamma character that doesn't get super strength. Instead, he gets super intelligence, and which I'm makes his head sure, look like a giant squash. I'm pretty sure he's showing up in She-Hulk sometime this season, too. Yeah, he will probably be Spoilers. in Spoilers! That's yeah. a guess. I don't have anything know, to yeah. back that yeah, so up. He's going to be in uh, Captain America New World Order. And it's going to be, yeah, the, the, the follow-up from the leader where he was created in The Incredible Hulk. So, yeah. The fact that like we're getting more and more references to like the older movies and just telling Universal to like kiss their ass, like we're not going to make a Hulk movie, but we can make all this other stuff with the Hulk since you won't give us our license back. Like right, it's quick, just hilarious. Quick, three seconds. Name your favorite Tim Blake Nelson character. Does mm. suck. I don't know what he's been in. Just so one right answer. That's Delmar from Watchmen and Oh Brother, we're out there. Yeah, I'm he's also in Holes. He was in, I was trying to think of who he was in Watchmen. He was he was only in the show. He was the mirror face guy. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, he was really good in that. Yeah. Oh yeah, he was really damn good. I fuck him up. Yeah. Tim, he's he's a fantastic he's a fantastic actor. Might yeah, be also related. In, um, Don't know. Just saying. Here's my clout. It was also awesome really to see uh, they announced in returning to New World Order, we're getting more Carl Lumley, who will return as Isaiah Bradley, the original Captain America. So the first oh. person they give the super soldier serum to, and then Danny Ramirez, who had kind of a, just a little like guest spot in the Falcon winter soldier playing Joaquin Torres in the series is going to return and probably take over as the Falcon from Sam, which is 
because Joaquin Torres was the Falcon in the new comics. Mm. And so the kid that took the suit in the Falcon Winter Soldier show is probably going to come back with the suit on and be the new Falcon. So we'll have Cap, we'll have Sam as Cap, and we'll have a different Falcon. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play that, especially if they both still have the flight abilities. So that'll be cool to see. But yeah, more leader. Like, it's we need more gamma villains. We got two wrong. gamma heroes now. We need more villains. We thought you was turning to a hornet toad. And then yeah, uh, the other the other big stuff. I mean, well, there was the the Marvel game. So there is one game coming out that does look really cool. They announced. As what well, it's the soldier, the warrior, the spy, and they did it like Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy, but I can't remember what the four things they announced. But it's Captain America, Black mm. Panther, I think Bucky, oh. and a and then a spy, so maybe one of the widows set in World War Two. I did see that. And yeah, like it's just you know a cinematic, no act no actual shots of in game play and all, but whatever that's gonna be looks just fantastic. Because yeah. They also announced a Tron game in this same event too, which oh, really cares? Like Tron who game, cares? like a Tron, Tron. story-based puzzle game. Nothing. I was intrigued. Hmm. No, Tron's awesome, okay. Willie. If it doesn't have the motorbikes, who cares? Light cycles, whatever the fuck they're Tron, called. I mean, because Tron gets you access to a lot of really cool visuals. So I mean, yeah, that's Tron could be very cool. I'd be interested in the Tron puzzle game. Like that could be fun. Uh, we did see the first full-length trailer of Willow, so we got to see uh, work. Uh, in full Willow gear, like having the kids come to him and ask him basically to go on an adventure where they need the sorcerer to help them. And yeah, it just, oh, to see, to see Warwick back as Willow is just fantastic. And the fact that they brought back at least one of the sprites, I can't remember which actor that does it, but yeah, him like standing there with his wife yelling at Willow was just awesome to see in the trailer. So I'm super excited to see that come back because Willow is a fantastic movie and like what they were able to do with those characters will be super fun to watch. And then, yeah, the, the majority of the rest of it was just a ton of star Wars news. Uh, Disney plus day, we got a longer official trailer for Andor and we got a first and a actual longer sequence scene. Um, Skarsgård recruiting Cassian into the rebellion. We got a, a little bit of Mando in the season three trailer, which was really cool looking. The, uh, they got confirmation that we're getting uh, bad batch two for a two episode premiere January 4th of 2023. So we got more bad batch coming, which is awesome. And then, yeah, the one that I was really excited for, we got the trailer for tales of the Jedi where there's six, was it six shorts? I've heard five shorts and six shorts. So I'm not sure which it is. There's some cool stuff they're doing with that. Like, did you see how they're doing the voicing for Qui-Gon Jinn? <gasps> like mm. Liam Neeson is playing master Qui-Gon Jinn and Liam Neeson's son is playing Padawan Qui-Gon Jinn. Nice. Which I thought so he's was doing cool. the young one. So his son yeah. is playing the younger version of Qui-Gon. That's cool. Nice. Yeah, the way that they're doing like the throwback of it, because yeah, it's more, it's like, oh, hey, it's more Star Wars of characters where we know where those characters are going to end up, except for Ahsoka. We still don't know where Ahsoka ends up yet. But seeing like a young Dooku training, what looks like he's training Mace Windu and he has a Padawan Qui-Gon. And so he's actually training to Qui-Gon. It's going to be cool to see like what leads to Dooku turning on the Jedi. So that's a story we've never seen. We're going to see uh, Anakin actually doing Ahsoka's training. It's hinted at in the Clone Wars. And some of it happens in the battlefield. But we never saw like just actual training sequences of Anakin saying, okay, this is how I would teach my Padawan. And so getting to see those sequences look really cool. 
And yeah, just oh, the fact that it's, you know, it's a short, it's not going to be an entire series, and it's Dave Filoni getting to do more of the stuff with his Clone Wars and Rebels characters. I am so there for it. And the fact that you see, like, baby Ahsoka, like, when they, like, her clan realizes she's a Jedi was really cool the way they showed that and then yeah just ahsoka training with the clones and any type of deal any type of training with those characters i'm going to be there to watch because they're just interesting as hell but yeah I, the the star wars stuff was what i was mainly stoked about just because man they're they're adding so much and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger i am really going to be super excited though when they finally just break out and give us something we need like the Oh, what's it called? They just did it in the comics. The the previous age of the Jedi. Um, Knights of the Old Republic. We need something a thousand years taken away from the Skywalkers, from Anakin, from uh, the Clone Wars, the Rebels. The we remake of Knights of the Old Republic is coming out sometime soonish, yeah. right? Because we get a remake of that they game. moved it to a new studio. Soonish. Yeah. Soonish. Soonish. But I mean, yeah, we we need something. We need something in the old Republic era. We need something that's completely devoid and diverse of any connections to the current story. I like the fact that we're going to see like like Andor, seeing him turn to a full blown rebel that's willing to die for the rebellion against the Empire. Cool. But we already know how Cassian dies. We've seen that movie. Rogue One is an amazing movie, but we've already seen how he dies. And then you know the Tales of the Jedi. It's going to be cool to see those stories, too. We're adding more character to Dooku and Qui-Gon, seeing how Ahsoka became such a badass. But also, we kind of know what happened to most of those characters. So it's I'm, I'm really I'm going to be more excited when we start getting stuff like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff that's com- uh, completely broken from all these characters. Where if we go a thousand years of the past, you can't even have Yoda there because even Yoda's not born yet. Like, I want to see something that's you know, just totally different from the Star Wars we've gotten. But also, we're getting more Star Wars, which is awesome because uh, they added uh, Skywalker Saga is getting another 30 characters, including the Weird Al character that they did on the summer special. And so they're adding in uh, Reva, some more of the clones, and Weird Al Yankovic from the Skerrick Beach Party is going to be added to the new Lego game. So they're giving me more reason to want to buy that new Skywalker Saga Lego game. I'm basically just waiting for it to go on sale at this point because that's fair. It's all nine movies. I can finally play through all of them in one game. And then, yeah, they keep adding characters to it. So I'm looking forward to it. And the Weird Al character that they had in the show was hilarious. Have you guys seen the Summer Spectacular? No, I haven't. It's it's another cute little, it like, it's like a 20-minute Lego Star Wars mini film. And it's Vader and um, the Emperor go on a beach vacation. And uh, Is this a Robot Chicken episode? Yeah, that's what I was no. thinking. No, it's straight up. It's straight from Lego something, Star Wars. Something. And then uh, Finn and Poe Dameron and Rain, all of them actually go on the. Um, it's what it actually is is an advertisement for the ship, um, the Star Wars hotel. Uh, Finn and Poe Dameron and Rain, all of them go to. I can't think of what the ship is called, but they go to the ship, uh, the Halcyon. They go on their summer vacation on the Halcyon ship, which is the one that's the Star Wars hotel that's a spaceship that basically nobody's talking about anymore because no one wants to pay six grand for four days to be stuck inside of a hotel that you can't leave and get outside. I mean, if it was in Flossin Paradise, I definitely <laughs> would. And only yeah. you, Bachman, would know Flossin Paradise because someone doesn't know Flossin Paradise. That's too. Flossin 
Paradise. Super green. Green, green. 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 Hey, Muffin. <laughs> didn't have to add that to it. He didn't know shit. <laughs> uh, one thing you did miss on the uh, Star Wars side of the house is oh. that Ahsoka, they showed some behind the scenes stuff and things like that. And Favreau basically said, this is Filoni's magnum opus, for lack of a better term, or something like that. Like, it's yeah. supposed to be really good. They showed some pictures of uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka, but they also showed a picture that looks like it's straight out of the end of Rebels, which is Sabine in front of the mural of everyone we knew from Rebels, but it's the live action version of it. And I went, ooh, yeah. ooh, this looks really well, cool. Well, that, and yeah, we got our casting news too that we have a live action Ezra Bridger coming to the Ahsoka show. Ezra Miller? Ezra Bridger. Ezra Bridger. The only Ezra we ever want to hear about on this show because that Flash so, movie doesn't exist. For those that aren't familiar, the casting was announced just this weekend, and I apologize. I'm terrible with names. It's Iman Esfandi, I believe is the actor's name. Previously appeared in Red Eleven, which is Robert Rodriguez horror film. King Richard, another film he did, and The Inspection, currently showing at the... Red Eleven. Presumably, this means we're also going to get a, ca- a Grand Admiral Thrawn piece of casting news at some point in time, which I'm also all about. Yeah, which it, it seems like those two, if you haven't seen Rebels, you don't know why those two castings would go hand in hand. But if you haven't seen Rebels, what the hell's wrong with you? Go out there and see Rebels. It's I don't watch extended Star Wars bullshit. My bad. Uh, it's Dave Filoni like getting able, being able to tell one of the coolest Star Wars stories ever in the creation of Ezra Bridger as a street rat to Padawan to Jedi. And it is freaking fantastic. And yeah, it is... A little sad that it's not Rahu Cooley, because for those that saw, there was a Boss Logic poster where he did the actor Rahu Cooley from uh, I Zombie and Midnight Mass and drew him as an adult Ezra Bridger. And wow, that would have been badass, because also Rahu Cooley is an amazing actor and a huge geek. Mm-hmm. So the combination of those two things would have been great. But yeah, the the kid that they cast looks a lot like Ezra Bridger. It's funny when you cast a person that's an actual, you know, an actual person, they just happen to look a lot like the cartoon character that was drawn, as far as we know, based on nobody. So it is kind of cool, and the casting news is so kind of spot on, even though, you know, they're not matching up with, you know, a, it's not a cartoon that was based on a live action. So, like, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin are based to look kind of like on their actors, where Ezra Bridger, as far as I know, was just created out of whole cloth from Dave Filoni's head, and he's decided, hey, that's what the kid's going to look like. But yeah, so we are getting that. So yeah, it's the 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 Ahsoka Tano show is just nothing but more and more reasons for me to watch it as if I wasn't already going to be addicted right. to that show. Like you tell me now Ezra Bridger is going to show up. Oh, I'm there. I'm there like minute one. I'll stay up late that night to where it drops at like 1 a.m. on Disney Plus. I'll be watching that show. And then from yeah. the Marvel side of the house also just real quick as we close this out. They did announce a release date for Fantastic Four of November 8th, 2024. And the director was announced, which we'd already figured out, which is Matt Shackman, Shakeman, who had done a bunch of WandaVision episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Shackman. He had he left the Star Trek movie that he was supposed to be doing in the JJ verse to come and do this. So he'll be doing Fantastic Four. And Feige said no other Fantastic Four announcements today. And I believe he reiterated there that X-Men is not anytime soon. They are dropping hints of the X-Men and things. When's the fucking show coming out? The X-Men 97. That I think okay. Let me rephrase. X Men in the MCU. In the MCU. Yeah, okay, I, I got. I gather that's what you're talking yeah. about. When the fuck's that show coming? I've been hearing about it for like 2023, three years, isn't it? 
I think so. Oh my god! Yeah, animation, hurry up! I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Yeah, animation takes a while. As we're still, I'm still waiting for Invincible season two over here, man. That's god, that yeah, takes what? so oh, long. God, right. Oh. And Armor yeah. Wars isn't canceled like people keep trying to tell us online. Armor Wars is still yeah, happening. They showed what a poster, but they didn't have anything else for that, right? No, and it follows Secret Invasion is what they'd said. So Don Cheadle returns in Armor mm. Wars, which is a post-Secret Invasion series. So we may not get a bunch of information on that until Secret Invasion wraps so that they don't potentially ruin the surprise of things that may happen in Secret Invasion. So I'm kind of happy that Fantastic Four is uh, is over two years from now. Because that should give them plenty of time to shoot it and then for the special effects to go through without crunch. <laughs> it should be. Marvel. Should be. Suck yeah. a dick at, make, at forcing the fucking companies to do that shit. You're a piece yeah, they, of shit for that. Let's also clarify that crunch. all companies are doing that. It's not just Marvel. That's what keeps getting lost in the nuance of this is. Yeah. All but of we're these talking companies about Marvel now, not this. Warner Brothers. I'd Correct. Say Marvel. No, no. But Warner what I'm saying can... is. It's far from Marvel being the only offender when it comes into play. It's A24? every company. You're cool as far as I know, but watch it. Was there anything else? Yeah. I'm trying to scroll through this run. real quick. Oh, uh, I think that's I the most of it. Yeah, I mean, there I do want some... to go back right quick. Okay. I did watch that Willow. I didn't finish it because I, of course, on silent too. But I was like, I want to see Willow. I want to see yeah. Willow. Willow looks good. Oh, oh they Indiana Jones 5. looks still handsome. What the hell? What was it, Chris? Indiana Jones 5. They showed off a trailer there. Harrison Ford oh, was there. Yeah. A bunch yeah. of cast were there. Uh, James Mangold came and talked about it and said that it was really cool getting to do that. And they showed the audience a trailer that was basically with no music and not all of the uh, special effects done to support things. And Harrison Ford did say this time it was his last trip around as uh, Indy. I do yeah. have a question yeah. about that. Didn't he also say that last time, though? I don't Is know Kingdom if he of the Crystal did. Skull canon still? Yes. Oh, Shia LaBeouf's still a thing. Shia, yeah, but Shia LaBeouf is not in this movie, as far as we know. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd hope not, but no offense. Shia LaBeouf. And uh, John Reese davies man. is back in this, too. <gasps> okay. John Reese davies Yeah. That is good news. Gimli himself? Sala. Sliders? We also got, uh, they did a new trailer for Hocus Pocus 2, which the Sanderson oh. sisters are awesome. They'll be more they cool, be fun. No. I was That's excited to see in the new trailer that the, because the, the first trailer just showed the Sanderson sisters. I was like, okay, duh, they're back, of course. I was more excited to see the new trailer. Doug Jones is back because Doug Jones is the dude that comes alive in the graveyard. Yeah, and I love Doug Jones. And I want to see him get work forever because Doug Jones is amazing. Uh, they also showed, towards the director. He's going to get work. He should. He should. <laughs> Uh, they also showed the first trailer for Disenchanted, which looks super cute. We got James Mars and Amy Adams back redoing uh, doing the sequel to Enchanted. And so, Is yeah, that they're doing the Netflix Disen show? No, it's the no. live action Disney movie. You're thinking what was... Disenchanted what was the graining show on uh, Wait, What was the name of the thing you were talking about, Bachman? The original movie was called Enchanted, where the oh, girl falls through the well. Enchanted. Oh, so I now they're doing it. Disenchanted. Yeah. Yep. And then they're also going to be releasing a Peter Pan and Wendy. So we're getting an update to that where Captain Hook is being played by, as he calls him, the good guy is being played by Jude Law. So he's going from Dumbledore to Captain Hook. So I'll be honest, I'm just really interested to see what the hell Jude Law does as Captain Hook. Because like, that could be very interesting. And that guy's made some great acting choices over the last couple of years in the characters he's played from like the good guy, bad guy scroll or a uh, Cree and Captain Marvel to freaking Dumbledore 
like Jude Law's done some really interesting work. And I'm just I'm excited to see what he's going to do as Captain Hook, because like that's just a cool idea. And then there was also announcement of Elio, which is the new Pixar movie, which the concept is hilarious. Or is it what? The, the kid basically gets teleported across the universe and gets mistaken as the galactic ambassador for Earth. Like, it just sounds hilariously for, for a setup for a kid's movie. And it just, yeah, it, it, I can't wait to see that because it's going to be just more fun stuff. And we need more awesome animated films. So, yeah, I'm super excited for that one. Oh, and then, oh, the other, the one other trailer that we, that I saw that was really cool, that was very unique and different from everything else shown so far at D23. Did you guys see the trailer for Werewolf by Night? I have it queued up in my watch later feed on YouTube. I haven't watched it yet, though. It is very strange. It does not fit with anything else that Marvel or Disney is doing. And... I don't know. I'm kind of excited just for the fact that it doesn't fit with anything else. It is a new take on an old Marvel Marvel horror comic. So Werewolf by Night was one of their horror series with, you know, uh, the man thing and the dark stalkers and blade and all those, the, the zombie comics and stuff that they did back in the seventies. And for a while in uh, the cartoons, I think in amazing, the, uh, the adventures of Spider-Man, it was actually J Jonah Jameson's son, who became uh, the werewolf by night for a while because of the moon rock that he got when he went to the moon. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 this trailer, the look, what it, the premise it sets up is that seven people have been brought to a castle and they're all supposedly supernatural hunters like blade. They're all people that hunt and kill creatures of the night, but one of them is not what they appear to be. And one of them actually is the werewolf by night. And so it's seven, like, you know, badass mercenaries stuck into you know a haunted mansion and one of them is going to turn into a werewolf and try to kill all the other ones and it's the directed con- by michael Cicchino. the music Cicchino. the musician who does a bunch of film scores and stuff like that is directing hmm. this all right. did he do this tarzan boy song no he did not anyway, he did do like the updated oh. spider-man theme he did the updated star trek scores and stuff I like mean, that for spider-man but yeah Go it's go look at yeah effect. go watch the Werewolf by Night trailer because man it looks nothing like anything else they announced but it looks really really unique so it may be awful it may be spectacular but I don't think it's going to be anywhere in the middle this thing looks like it is swinging for the fences and it's either going to be exactly what you wanted from Werewolf by Night or you're going to hate it and so I kind of love the fact like they went balls the whole trailer is in black and white so I don't know if the if the show is going to be black and white or if it's actually just done that way for the trailer, but like it has the feel of like a 1970s Vincent Price movie. Like you that's know, the feel they give you with the trailer, which is perfect for a Marvel the, horror comic book. This is a little bit of a tangent, but you know what should be in black and white a hundred percent Rob zombies, the Munsters movie that mm. should be in black and white. It looks so much better in black and white. Does it? Oh God. Have you, have you seen the trailer yet? Mm hmm. Oh, oh. Uh, we were talking about this last night, um, actually, with um, my fiance's daughter, the fact that we're getting a Rob Zombie Monsters and then we're getting who is it that's doing um, uh, the Adams Family? Freaking. Um, I don't know. Oh, the series all. on Netflix. Yeah. The series on Netflix. I didn't know. He, that. He yeah. Live the action. weird hair. Luis Guzman is weird hair. Gomez. Yeah. Tim, Bur- ha- Tim Burton. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I don't, there's something no. about it. There's something about just the theming of like the monsters and 
the Adams family where I just wish they would swap. I wish Rob Zombie was doing the Adams family. It was actually going to be scary. And I want to see a funny Tim Burton Munsters. I don't know why, but like Rob Zombie on the Munsters does not interest me because I don't want to see Rob Zombie trying to be funny. I, just, I don't I don't know if I want to see him do funny. I've never I laughed at a lot of his movies. What the fuck are you talking about? Laughing at violent shit, but that no, that's not. They have a lot of good stuff between that uh, shit. You're the, you're the one in wrong side of history on this one. I don't know. Just these two so far, I'm not interested. Hurts about. being I right need, all the time, doesn't it? I need oh. to see the trailers. I need to see the trailers, but I don't know. There's, I don't know. I think I'd rather see Rob Zombie do the Adams Family and actually make him scary. I think that would be funner. The Monsters trailer looked like. Oh, oh, so you did see? It. Yeah. Try uh, look up. See if you can see it in black and white. It makes it look so much better. I don't like the colors they went with and like the look mm, of that's it. That's fair. Like the, the whatever it's like the 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 frame rate they have going for the movie is like kind of trying to take looks on off. That. It looks like the TV version where it's like, like not soap opera effect, but kinda not to that not all the way turned to it, but somewhat between. And it's like it kind of supposed to mimic the monster show, I'm assuming, but. There's also a trailer of it in black and white that someone else did, and it looks so much better. They just put a filter, a black and white filter on it, and that's all they did. They said, done. Uh, that's awful. But yeah, um, yeah. Sorry for the tangent. My bad. No, you're good. That's what we're here for. I think yeah, we got most of it yeah, there. That was the, that was the majority of it. There's a couple other small amounts. It's more Muppet stuff, uh, more Muppet. Proud Family. Uh, the Awaje stuff looked pretty good. The the collaboration with the Pan-African Comic Book Entertainment Company, Kugali, that's going to stream in 2023. That one looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah, like I said, more Bad Batch, more Mandalorian. We're getting Andor, Daredevil Born Again. Won't begin production until 2023, but they did have um, Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox apparently showed up on stage to talk with Kevin Feige for a moment. So we, got, we know we have our Kingpin and our Daredevil, which at this point from that show, that's all we really need. The other, you know, the other cast members would be awesome, but like those were the two that were so perfectly cast out of all the Marvel Netflix stuff that if you lost them, it would have hurt any show they try to go forward with. So yeah, so Born Again, just it will be amazing just because those two guys are in it. And yeah, we're getting more Pixar, we're getting more stuff. Plus, also they did say that whatever the big announcement was is actually happening today. So we don't know what apparently the one thing that Disney Plus has been or Disney's been holding on to. But supposedly their biggest announcement is supposed to happen sometime this afternoon for this year's D23. What? Yeah, they said they were holding on to it till like the end of the show. <gasps> the and actual release date of Marvel's Midnight Suns is actually this afternoon? Mm-hmm. About damn time! Highly doubtful, but who knows? It could be anything. But yeah, there was a ton, a ton that's been out, that's been released, and yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a whole lot of good stuff coming from Marvel and Disney. I'm excited. Very excited. It's going to be some good stuff. Yeah, more TV, more movies, stuff. more games. It's going to be awesome. On that note, we did go a little long today, so we're going to try and power through and do a fairly quick little segment to close things. For those that aren't aware, we close the show each week with a segment called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into because you may want to go check them out yourselves and we're gonna power through and do it quick so here's stuff i've been doing immortals phoenix rising hit xbox game pass so i started playing that it was pretty fun 
Why is Willie giving me that sad look? Just keep on going. Ignore me. <laughs> uh, watched a bunch of NCAA football yesterday. Also watched the Obi-Wan Kenobi behind the scenes one hour long thing they put out on Ooh. Disney Plus, which was interesting. There's uh, so many of those I want to watch. Friday, I was able to go out and get the updated COVID booster. So that was fun. I will say that my arm has been killing me ever since then. And I was a little tired. But other than that, minimal reaction. So... If you get the chance, go get the updated jab. It's based off the Omicron variant and things like that. So it's better geared towards the current versions that are out there. And then I also picked up a new game yesterday. I ended up buying it on Switch because I wanted to have it in a handheld capability to be able to play wherever I want. Cult of the Lamb. I greatly enjoy ah, it. I've heard of my, it. My first, it. My first playthrough, I hit a point where I was like, oh, I did not use much strategy to how I was building out my skills. And all of my uh, minions have revolted against me because I got to a point where I was getting my ass kicked in combat. And every <laughs> time you die, they lose faith in you. So I pretty much had oh, to no. butcher all of my minions because uh, they were turning on me and had no faith. Bastards. Fuck them. For those that aren't aware, Call of the Lamb is basically like a mix of a roguelike game and a city builder slash sim game. It's Binding of Isaac with some extra steps. Effectively. Or Hades was. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. So, and that's what I've been getting into. And this afternoon is the return. Well, right now, actually, is the return of NFL football. So I'll be watching NFL Red Zone most of the afternoon. That's what I've been getting into and what I will be getting into the rest of today. Mr. Willie Nelson, why don't you take it away? I decided to start stretching out that new Game Pass type thing from PlayStation Plus. I downloaded a bunch of stuff, tried a bunch of stuff. Some stuff has stick, some stuff it hasn't. I've tried Kingdom, Two Crowns, which is a sequel to a game. I'm not sure. I didn't really look up too much. I just know it's side-scrolling. You're on a horse, and you're building up your kingdom and uh, and trying to stop these monsters called the Greed. That's pretty much uh, yeah, that's pretty much all that game is. It's very nice, chill. The pixel graphics look, oh, my God. There's a reflection on the bottom third of the screen because there's always water down there, and it's all... Oh, it's reflecting pixel art, and it's so gorgeous. I don't understand how they did that shit. The coding that must have went into it. God damn the algorithm. Anyway, uh, I also had tried, uh, just last night, my time at Porsche, I think it's what it's called. And uh, that's pretty much like a, a Animal Crossing-type hmm game but more it is more like harvest moon it, I, i'm thinking it feels more like harvest moon and i'm just making stuff to create stuff to get money but because I'm, I'm i'm the new builder and i built things and here's stuff i built take it money i've only tried it for a while so that's all i got and there's some fighting in it too it's weird and let me see let me see let me see let me see Ooh, still playing yakuza 3 Still a great game. Oh, my God. What else did I play? Oh, oh, yeah. The biggest one. Everybody's Golf. I played it five years ago when I first got it and promptly forgot about it. <laughs> Been there. And now I'm playing it again. It's like, I just, it's just a nice, chill, arcadey golf game. And I fucking love it. Everybody's Golf was, is like a long-running series in America, too, but it was went by a different name until recently until this game it was called hot shots golf uh, but it was always called everybody's golf in japan and i think europe too and they just said fuck it we're calling it by its original name who cares finally when are they just gonna learn that just call it by what it's called 
Names don't change. My name isn't it, it fucking. It's still Willie in fucking China. It doesn't change. Stupid. No, your name no, your is name Willie. Is banned in China. Not Willie. If my name was Winnie, then yes, it would be banned in China, wouldn't it? Winnie the Willie. Winnie the Willie. Willie the Winnie. Billy the Pooh. I like that one. I fucking hate all of you. <laughs> I'm going to keep on going for 20 more minutes with a filibuster because fuck you, Chris. <laughs> uh, right but click, let's see, uh, remove from call. Everybody's uh, golf. Um, I also have been playing a shit ton of golf with your friends because that's just a fun ass game. I, and I'm actually playing with friends. If you haven't tried that with a bunch of friends, you're fucking wrong. Bachman should know that because I play with Jana and Jana's amazing. Fun with it. I know she has it. Try it. Try it, Bachman. Try it. Why anyway, so- something. Da, 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 da. I'm going through the list. Yeah, I have a. You know what? Let's uh, just end it there. All right. Bachman, Bachman finish it up for us then. Uh, so I watched the first couple of episodes of the new season of What We Do in the Shadows, which is pretty funny. The, the baby version of the one character is really creepy. I uh, watched all of Shorzy. Uh, once uh, my Hulu stopped acting weird, where for some damn reason the Hulu app was putting a commercial break between every single scene, it was the most annoying shit ever. So it the wasn't first... supposed to be like that. No, I think it was okay. an actual glitch. Because yeah, I watched the first episode of Shorzy, and I think I had eighteen commercial breaks. It was insane. Ugh. And so then I was like, "This, this is awful. Like, I can't watch this crap." And then. Let it like reset, re-update, whatever on the Roku, and two days later, watch the next episode. I was like, okay, wait, that was better. And then I kept watching, got all the way through, and yeah, it was back to where like four or five scenes would happen, and then you would have a commercial break, not Good. a scene, and then commercial break, and then a scene, and then commercial. It was so awful when that happened, but no, super funny, a uh, really good show. I really thought it was really entertaining. I still think Letterkenny's better, but like for a spinoff show. It was really funny with what they were able to do with that one stupid character that used to yell from bathrooms. Like the fact that they got a season out of it is pretty good writing on Jared Kelso and the crew's part. Cause like what they did with it was funny. It was entertaining. Uh, I had a couple of really good laughs. Some of the scenes were great. You know, and, would you, you like know, a martini there? Bachman? The martinis are unbelievable. <laughs> well, that's that hey, one all I know is if you can't win, don't play. So yeah, it's not that I like winning. It's that I hate losing. I hate, losing <laughs> yeah shorzy's it's really funny yeah if you ever enjoyed letter kitty like it's funny to see um yeah jared kelso do the whole shorzy character for an entire show he it's should be hilarious for that he could he could probably do himself a, a mean ass wolverine they'd have to dye his facial hair though since now we know it's all red when he grows his beard out uh, that's all, i'm all right with that no wolverine can't have red he's not too that's tall he's uh already built and he's canadian what more do you need and he can fight on camera. That's one of the he's things. He's a better. Need. Hey, I'm a, he's yeah. a better. He's a better Wolverine than Hugh Jackman. Fight me. Mm, fight me. Three that. things are going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, funny, funny, entertaining show. Uh, last night we watched um, uh, Elvis, the new Baz Luhrmann. I can at least say it's my favorite Baz Luhrmann movie. So it's better than Moulin Rouge and that crappy remake he did of Romeo Moulin and Juliet. Moulin Rouge is awesome. Wait. Yeah. The Romeo was that the Romeo plus Juliet that was like yeah where they where the guns were called oh. by the sword company yeah that was where also it was like Leonardo Roman. DiCaprio that one yeah oh yeah. and John Leguizamo was in that one too yeah and then he did that crappy Gatsby movie 
but yeah. Um, was that yeah, bad? The it wasn't good. I don't know that. I never watched it. Yeah, it was just curious. curious. But yeah, uh, the Elvis movie is great. Um, the kid Butler that plays Elvis Presley is impressive as hell as Elvis. Um, Tom Hanks is creepy as shit as the Colonel. Like, by the end of the movie, you dislike Tom Hanks. That's how good of an acting job he does. You don't like him as a person by the end of it. Like, it's it's really good. And then it's funny to think also uh, this weekend they released the new Pinocchio where Tom Hanks plays Geppetto. So I'm kind of wondering if at the end of the season and the Oscars, if Tom Hanks is going to be going against himself for best supporting actor, if it's going to be the Colonel versus Geppetto, which Neither would be one. hilarious. I'll, I, I wouldn't doubt Neither him. Neither going to be nominated. It's Tom Hanks. I wouldn't doubt him being nominated for both. And he's Tom Fair Hanks. Enough. He's amazing. Yeah, the Elvis movie's solid. It's really good. Of course, big shocker, the music in it's really good. Like, you remember like when nobody uh, saw that coming? Remember when Tom Hanks met uh, uh, Elvis in Forrest Gump? It wasn't Tom Hanks. It was the kid version. Now, oh. he was doing the dance. Yeah, with his crooked legs. Yeah, but yeah, so yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks. Watch that. That was a good one. And then there was something else that came out that I watched. Now I can't think of it. Oh, we started uh, the first two episodes. I think of the new Cobra Kai, season five, and yeah, still continues to be like the best spinoff of an '80s property that's ever existed. Probably ever will exist. Anything that's ever redone again is going to be compared to Cobra Kai and probably will fall short because, damn, that show's good. <laughs> and then um, I also finished Uncharted 1, started Uncharted 2. So I wanted to see the actual like jump in the game. So as soon as I finished Uncharted 1, I fired up the second game, played like the first sequence. And yeah, just the just like the train collapsing sequence, the controls are 100% better. And so just be able to, like, move the character around, like, it, it felt so much better just the game controls themselves. You know, the storyline of the first one was fun. Uh, the controls in two sequences were awful. Like, the end fight was not fantastic. The yeah, I give you that. was garbage. But the storyline they told in the first game was interesting. I did not see weird-ass vampires coming out. And, like, I did not know that was going to be happening, so that was pretty cool. Spoilers for a game yeah. that came out over 10 years. Yeah. Over almost 15 years, years ago. ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So huge spoilers. Weird, like, yeah, zombie vampire critter things. But yeah, that part was very interesting. And then, of course, now I got into the second second chapter of Uncharted 2. So I'm trying to sneak through the, the museum during the flashback sequence. So, mm-hmm. of course, yeah, all stealth missions suck. Because, yeah, when you make a noise or something, and it turns to the, the guard's perspective. And they literally can't see anything, but you just died and have to start over. Yeah, I I love those game mechanics when they're really well done. But yeah, I think that one moment is like the jet ski of that game. Yeah, it seems like it so far. But like the the ability to like sneak up behind people, attack them, and knock them out. Like at least that's fairly well done. The controls are better. So yeah, I'm looking forward to playing throughout the rest of it. But yeah, I've only done like the first ten minutes so far. But it is a really enjoyable game. And that's pretty much it. Oh, and then uh, I did read an article where I guess. There's two rumors going back and forth that I don't know how much of it's confirmed and how much of it's just a rumor talking about a rumor, but I guess there's rumors of um, a new Nightmare on Elm Street coming at some point because the West Craven family estate has gotten the rights back, and so they're looking at shopping around and doing another Nightmare on Elm Street, which we saw what happened last time. You know, fell really short. Jackie Earl Haley's an amazing actor, but he's not Robert England. And so apparently they were already talking to certain actors to see who would be um, like interested. One of those rumors 
was an actor that got his start in a slasher film from the 80s in the first Friday the 13th movie. Has one of the best kills ever where has sex, smokes a joint, and then an arrow comes out through his throat and he dies. And went on to be a huge superstar. And the rumors about that actor playing the character made it around Hollywood and got back to Robert England. And apparently Robert England has been quoted in an interview saying, you know what? I think it'd be pretty cool to see Kevin Bacon play Freddy Krueger. And so that's the rumor mill right now is that they're in talks to get Kevin Bacon to play Freddy. And hell, I'll at least see it. I would pay to see that in a theater. I don't know if it'll be good or not because, you know, the last one was kind of disappointing. But hell, I would pay to see Kevin Bacon play Freddy. The guy that got his career started in the first Friday the 13th movie and then ends up playing Freddy Krueger. Did that really that be give cool. him his career? It's his first movie. Kevin Bacon's Johnny Depp started in Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Kevin Bacon started in Friday the 13th Part 1. Without those movies, we lose two giant movie stars. They may have never made it. And yeah, Johnny Depp needs to remember the only reason he has a career is because of Wes Craven's daughter and her friend. During the casting, there was like three or four guys that were up for the role. And Wes Craven apparently asked his teenage daughter... And they're like, oh, yeah, Johnny, dad, you have to you have to cast Johnny. He's the guy. <laughs> and that's how he became Glenn. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It was an exciting rumor to hear. So the idea that Robert England was actually asked, like, who he would want to play the character and then heard about the rumor and was excited to hear, like, the idea he thinks, you know, because he's, he's publicly stated again, he's never getting back in the makeup. So we can't get Robert England back in there. Plus, the man's in his, like, 70s at this point. Trying to sit in six hours of prosthetic makeup is probably not fun. It probably wasn't fun when he was doing it last time he did it. But so far, no one's been able to get the presence on screen with Freddy Krueger that Robert Ingram was able to do. Kevin Bacon's a hell of an actor, and he's had a lot of turns as good guys and bad guys. He's played some cool villains. What do you and mean so, no one else has been able to? There's only been one other person who tried. No, there's multiple people that tried. After the first movie, Robert Ingram wanted more money, and they brought in a bunch of people to try to replace him. At one point, there was literally a stunt guy walking around in full costume on the set of Friday the 13th or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and they were not going to bring Robert England back. Fair yeah, they enough. tried to replace him. Yeah. No, only one time I has know it been. Yeah, in another film. But no, they tried to replace him. And apparently, just no one can do what that guy can do. Yeah, that was Put a glove on him. He's got that walk, he's got that attitude. There's something that Robert England does when you put you know, the prosthetic on and put the hat and the glove. He becomes that guy in a creepy way that no one else has been able to even mimic very well. But yeah, so I don't know. It, it It's an interesting rumor. I don't know. Might never come to nothing. But if it does, man, Kevin Bacon is Freddy Krueger. That's a strange one. But I, I would pay to see it in the theater. But yeah, I, I've been just hunting that hunting that rumor down. That's what I've been getting into. On that note, though, we are going to shut things down. Friendly reminder, before we do, we do stream this show right now live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at www.geeks.live. If you're there right now, you can scroll down to the bottom of the page, see a calendar of all of our upcoming live events. Also, please keep in mind, if you want to hang out with us on Discord, we do have our own channel on the Gunna Geek Network Discord. You can join that by going to gunnageek.com slash Discord. Feel free to Shoot us some stuff there if you want us to talk about some specific news or you have issue with something we may have said. Feel free. That's the place to do it. Before we shut this thing down, you guys have any final thoughts for the people? 
ban people, not books. Fair enough. Yeah, read okay ban books. This. Yeah, read ban <laughs> books. On that note, we are going to be shutting things down. Thank you so much for sticking with us for this extended episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. And we will see you all next week. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us, atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com, on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.